I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season 6, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared. Something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. Chain Smokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carter. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Shout out to Dan Mori. Hey, happy birthday, Moore. What? Dan Mori's birthday today. Happy birthday, Mori. You mean you knew? Of course I knew. Or I did, mean, no, I, I, really, I, sorry, yeah. I shouldn't say that. I knew Thursday. Somebody told me Thursday, and then I completely forgot <laughs> until now. Mocha told uh, you. <laughs> yeah, Mocha told me. Mocha's good with birthdays. You know that. I'm not. Oh, I'm not. On, I'm yeah. not good with stuff like that, Ow. man. Uh, oh, did you get him something, dude? Come Just a little on. something. Make me look yeah. bad. Oh, thank what you. What is that? Bottle of wine or something? Yeah. Thank you. Spoiler so alert. Oh, well, it's in a, it's in a liquor bag. So what? I don't. It could have been like a gag gift, <laughs> like a giant Toblerone, those ones oh. that you get at Christmas. Nice. Well, you don't have to open it now, man. Like, wait till tonight. Oh, there wow. you go. What is it? It's a nice bottle of Pinot Grigio. There you go. Well, I assumed you wouldn't know. Like, I prepared for the fact that neither of you would have remembered. Oh. Like, I kind of was like, I planned the whole thing like, what if they didn't know? <laughs> really? Well, it, it, just makes, it just makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you know? So, hold on here. So, what did you prepare? I wrote greeting cards for each of you to read to me. <laughs> you wrote, Get out of here. You wrote your birthday cards? Yeah. Okay. So this one here is from Roz Tamori. Okay, give me that. And this Sorry. is from Mocha Tamori. Yo, man, I already gave you a bottle of wine. Yeah, what more do you I want? I prepared for the fact that you wouldn't remember. God, so what, you want me to read this to you? The birthday card that you wrote yeah, to I'll you surprised. from me? Yeah. Do you want to go first, Mocha? No, you go first. Okay. So here, I'll read the card that, uh, that Maury gave to me to read to him that he wrote for himself from me on his birthday. Does that make sense? No, say, say that again and say it slower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, happy birthday, Maury. You don't look a day over 25. Aww, it should come as no surprise. <laughs> but I think you're one of a kind. Hardworking and someone we couldn't do the show without. I wish we could dedicate an entire show to you, but alas, one show just wouldn't be enough. That's how much I think about you. You're bigger than a bread box and this show. But for the record, still shockingly slim. You're one of the most honest and trustworthy people I know. I can't imagine life without you. Please enjoy your birthday with your head held high, knowing that both Mocha and I think of you as family. In addition to the amazing gift I got you, oh, insert gift here, oh, damn. <laughs> in addition to the amazing gift I got you, uh -huh. just know you hold a special spot in my heart. 
Uh, happy birthday to one of my best friends. <laughs> Lots of love, your Roz. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. That, that was so beautiful. Are you crying? <laughs> so sweet. Are you crying oh right now? Hold on a second here. Are you legit crying? Yes. <laughs> that was the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Wow. Okay, hold on. You know you wrote that. Shh. But you did. Shush. Okay. Now, Mocha. Yeah. Uh, if oh. you would please. Hold uh, on. I need a minute. He's actually crying. He's legit crying. And Mocha, if you would please uh, go ahead with your card. <sighs> Happy birthday, Maury. You don't look a day over 25. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Did you just cut and base? No, this is from oh. Mark. <clears throat> Dude, where have you been all my life? You're everything I look for in a friend. I hope your birthday is as lit as you. You will always be... <laughs> you will always be my man, Em. <laughs> If only more people were as funny, punny, and witty as you. Real feels here, man. I love you like a son. <laughs> I would never say that. Um, and I have a son, so I know what that love feels like. Some might say I actually have two sons. So thank you for that, son. <laughs> you are the goat. You're as Gucci as they come and straight fire as they want to be. Spend all that cheddar on yourself today, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but you have no idea what this means to oh, me. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I, also, just like I also hit the streets of Toronto to ask people what it was like to, to be forgotten by Roz and Mocha. But we didn't forget. I remember Thursday. I, know, I but gave I, you a gift, I man. Know, but I came in with the assumption that, that, that this would never come up. She talked to people on the streets about this? Yes. <sighs> Sandy, do you think it's wrong that Roz and Mocha forgot my birthday? Again? Yeah. Again? That, that's awful because, Again. you know, these are people you work every day with. Like, you know, they're almost like your work family. So they should remember your birthday and appreciate you and celebrate you. So it's no. really sad that they forgot your birthday. Happy birthday. Yes. It's very wrong. Hey. Because work with him, you had to support him. If you have given that specific coworker some sort of gratification for their own birthday, then I feel that it is very, very much so justified that they reciprocate such actions. So tell me, is it wrong for a direct coworker to forget your birthday? Yes, I forget all the time. But why? I work in the emergency room and it's not important. <laughs> no, wait, so should a coworker remember your birthday? Yes. Why? Because you work in a high stress environment and the patients are their first priority. Happy birthday, David Morey! The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Ah, uh, here we go. So, uh, 26 years ago in 1993, Jurassic Park was released. Damn, How crazy. fitting. Also, 33 years ago, Ferris Bueller's Day Off was released. 37 years ago, E.T. was released. Wow. A lot going on on June 11th. Uh, so, we'll open the Johnny Depp School of Acting. Good morning, Damon Mori. Good morning. Mocha. Hi. So, how the Johnny Depp School of Acting works is um, we... We'll sort of take the Johnny Depp approach to acting, which is the story went that he's just too busy and eccentric to learn his own lines. So he has an earpiece in his ear while he's on set and somebody feeds him his lines in his ear and then he just says them during the scene. And as we've discovered, it is extremely difficult to do this. So we're going to do Jurassic Park today, which... 
is awesome. And uh, Maury, you are going to be playing the part of Grant, okay? who was uh, Sam Neill. And uh, Mocha, you're going to be Ellie, who was uh, Laura Dern. Okay. Okay, so, oh, this is the scene where um, they're explaining how vicious the velociraptors are. This is the first time anybody had really ever heard of a raptor before. Oh, yeah. So this is the introduction to the raptors. Okay. Uh, Johnny Depp School of Acting, Anniversary Edition, Jurassic Park, Mocha and Maury, scene one, and, <clears throat> excuse me, action. Here we go. You can eat your first sticks, but the turkeys, they're clinging. The raptors, they do their laundry in the boobs. They pub uh, it up and down in the head. They sell <laughs> They sell capes in the movement like a T-Rex, like they loosen the movement. No, not the velociraptors. You stare at him, you stare back, and then it comes at you and attack. Not at the front, not in the sides, in the two raptors in their ears. And they come in the countries, and they come towards and they coordinate the attacks. <laughs> Did you say something about the laundry and the boobs? Yeah. Okay. I, I, just I, I, okay. I will tell you this. I have the script in my hand. I said nothing about lingerie and boobs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you must have mentioned country like five times, right? Okay. And I there's no, I did not. Okay. I did not. Okay. Okay. I don't know, guys. You think we should try it again? Okay, so uh, Johnny Depp School of Acting, Jurassic Park edition. Happy anniversary, by the way. Uh, Maury and Mocha, scene one, take two, and action. Here we go. You get your first look at the turkeys and the movement. They cling to the raptors. They they go for a long time. They move like a bird. They bob up and down with the head. They keep the laundry open. They they open the doors like a T-Rex. They, no, 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 not the velociraptors. You stare at them and they stare right back at you. And then they attack you and then, oh, no, I'm not saying that word. And then, no, oh, raptors. They come and they see and they coordinate you and they attack and through the car and they shave. <laughs> Huh. They attack the car and then they shave. I don't know if that's a no, line. No, that's not the line at all. It's velociraptors are pack hunters, you see. He uses coordinated attack patterns and he's out in force today and he slashes at you with his six-inch retractable claw, like a razor on a middle toe. That's what I read. Not attack you in a car and then have a shave. <laughs> <laughs> that is Johnny Depp. It's cool that. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. How much time do we have right now? Can I get into something real quick? Sure. Um, did you have a thing when you were a kid, like a, a blankie or like a teddy or anything yes. like that? Had a blanket that you still oh still sleep with? No, no. I don't. <sighs> what do I have? That's no. Like as a kid, I had a blankie. Yeah, but when did you get rid of the blankie? Oh God, I don't know. I was yeah. still a kid. Because to me, because oh, so let me read you this headline: One in three adults still sleep with their childhood teddy bear blanket. One in no. three adults. That's a lot. <laughs> what are you doing, people? Um, no, because that is not part of being a kid, and it's also part of being a parent, is that sort of moment where you separate them from the, the, the comfort 
tool that they have. Like that's a part of growing up where you say goodbye to the blankie or you say goodbye to the teddy. You don't necessarily have to throw it away, no, but where put you it away. yeah, you understand that it served uh, its purpose. I don't yeah, I don't have anything in my life right now. So according like to that. a new survey, one out of three adults say they still sleep with a quote comfort object from their childhood. That huh. includes things like stuffed animals, a blanket, or like some sort of special pillow that you had that maybe your nana mm. gave you or something. I still sleep with a stuffed lion. Really? Yeah. No, you don't. It's, I don't believe you. It's like I don't cuddle with it. It's on my nightstand, and I've had it ever since I was a child. No, no, no. We're talking about you don't, in the I don't bed, see, I cuddle don't, with it. I think having it even in, the, even still having it, and even on the nightstand is technically sleeping with so it. That, so I would argue the that intricacies close, of that it. closeness yeah. that you get. You don't necessarily oh. feel that you have to cuddle it, but as it's long as... there, and I know it's there. What's the lion's name? The lion's name. I don't. Yeah. I've never named it. Really? To be completely honest with you, it was given to me by my granny. Yeah. When I was a born, yeah. and I still have it. Really? Yeah. And what does Matthew say about that? Because I'm sure he hates it sitting there on the night table. All he dirty keeps and trying old. to break it when he's cleaning. Break it? Like the eyes or something? Like like? Oh my god! <laughs> what kind? He's of like he goes. This is so embarrassing and not sexy that you have. A toy next to you. That's what I was going to get to. So, okay. So, one in three adults uh, still sleep with their childhood teddy bear or blanket or like baby pillow or whatever it is. Now, what if you don't live alone like Maury? What if you're married? What if you are living with somebody? What if you share your bed with somebody? What if it's a one night stand? See, does, I that, find, does that go away? Because no, I, I, find it, I find it really, honestly, I find it shows sensitivity and I find it very attractive if somebody still has something from their childhood that is in their bedroom or with them in bed. I think it shows sensitivity and awesomeness. If I'm in bed and I roll over to get down a business and the person who I'm rolling over to cuddle is cuddling a baby blanket, yeah. I'm rolling back over. Yeah, later. It was nice seeing you. Yeah. But I... Gotta go. So does that not okay. matter to people? This sort of optics of I would say yes. Sexuality because, and like sensualness to yeah, have because if you're to still have a baby know, thing in the bed, if you're still getting like just the visual of it right away, you're like, what the hell, man? It's See, weird. I don't know to when me. people are in the outside world and are powerful, strong people like myself, <laughs> and they go home <laughs> and they have something sensitive. <laughs> I think that shows a unique thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still don't think so. Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Ross and Mocha got you. Allie, Allie, Allie. It's Ron Zamoka. How, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. All right, we're going to try to fix your life and your heart. Uh, Allie, how old are you, hon? I'm 24. Okay, cool. So you wrote us this. Hey, Ron Zamoka, fix my life. Six years ago, I hooked up with my best friend twice, and it never happened again. He unexpectedly moved out of the city and started a new life, a new relationship, and a new job. Two years ago, he messaged me out of the blue, and since then, we've talked on and off. I told him how I felt. He told me that he loved me and that things would change. Things haven't changed, even though he keeps promising me that they will. My problem is I've been in love with him for years and I can't seem to keep a relationship. What do I do? Allie, you want the truth? Yeah. <laughs> this guy is playing you. Like, I want to think that he's not, but at the same time, I have that feeling deep down in there too yeah, yeah. trust I, your gut is he still in a relationship with another girl um he told me he's not mm. 
But what do you think? But I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I want to say he's not because things haven't been going good. And then he just recently moved back home. So now I'm like, I don't know what to do. And yeah. Wait, so, so move just, back home as in like close proximity to where you are? Yeah. And have you been able to meet up? Yeah, he, we hang, like we've hung out ever since then. And we talk every day. Uh-huh. Have um, you slept with but, each other? Have you guys hooked up? Um, not recently. <laughs> so where's this other woman then? Um, in the other city. <laughs> How far away is it? Like a drive or a flight? Like a drive. A drive. Okay, cool. So theoretically, they still could be together. You just don't know. Yeah. Okay. When you talk on the phone, do you talk to him like during the day or is it time specific? Like only at night between the hours of this and that no we talk during the day like we text back and forth all day Mm -hmm. yeah um what about at night at night we talk too like we had we have conversations at nighttime and stuff like that but is he super weird when he's on the phone with you at night or like when you're not around him like no okay all right so so the the other one so the woman's not in his house or anything like that no no yeah i don't know um it's it's crazy so you tell him that you love him he tells you that he loves you Right. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. why why have you guys not had the conversation now that he appears to be single? Uh, like, hey, why don't we do this? We both love each other. So like what's what's the hold up then? I you know what? I have talked to him about how I feel and he uh, like he listens to me and he tells me, you know, things are going to change. Um, trust me. Like, don't worry about it. But, things but are going to change. What's going to change? I don't know. He never tells me. Oh, okay. So here's yeah, there's yeah. something going on. He's hiding something from you, no. and it may be another relationship, or he just doesn't like. He likes the companionship, the friendship that you guys have, and doesn't want to be in a relationship. I don't know. It's I, weird. It, to me, it sounds a little bit like he does. He's trying his best to not hurt your feelings. Yeah, and it, I kind of get that vibe too. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's trying to spare you the feelings. I think that he really likes you and probably really enjoyed hooking up with you. Um, but when he closes his eyes, you are not the person by his side forty years from now. And, yeah, and he's and that's a very difficult thing to tell somebody that you actually quite enjoy their company. You know, and when you tell him how you feel and you can't keep a relationship, he knows that you are crazy in love with him, and he's really fond of you as well but you're not the person that he sees himself with and that's a real tough thing to tell somebody so i think with something like this whenever it comes to you needing to move on Moke and I have given the same advice to countless people, which is the first thing you got to do is a clean break. Yeah. Okay. You got to stop following him. You got to stop talking to him. You got to start doing all this, all this stuff and tell him. And when it comes to ending something, you need to be blunt, but you need to be compassionate. Okay. Mm-hmm. The problem and most it's guys usually that have this problem when they're trying to end something, they kind of do the, oh, listen, right now, it's just not good right now, but you know, things will change and they don't have the guts to say you're not for me. So they leave it open ended and then you in your situation get screwed over because yeah. you're just waiting for somebody who has no interest in actually being with you. They just don't have the guts to end it. It's giving you that false hope. I don't know. I'm on like the, like, I would like to believe that to be honest. For some reason, I just always look for the absolute worst case scenario I in this situation, and which makes me feel like there's something that he's hiding that he yeah, doesn't want he, to open up and be honest uh, with. Yeah, and I'll and t- it could just very well be his feelings that uh, he doesn't feel the same way for you the way you feel about him. And he's very closed off, like with his feelings and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I'll tell him my feelings, but 
he's always been so closed off with his feelings. And it's like, if you don't want to like actually pursue anything with me, give me some closure, man. Okay, here, I'll tell you something, Allie. The reason he's closed off with his feelings is that this, you can't chalk this up to just being a guy, okay? The reason he's closed off with his feelings is because he doesn't love you. Okay. He's not, it's not, it's not being closed off. It's the fact that they, he just doesn't, love, he's not in love with you. Yeah. I think he might love me as his friend. Absolutely. I think you already knew that. I think I kind of did, but I was hoping that maybe I could get some kind of like something from him saying, listen, I just want to be friends and not in a relationship. You No, because you, you love the guy. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And then, and then what happens? He's gonna. You're suddenly his best friend, and he's gonna put you in the wedding party of his of his wedding when he gets married to somebody that he actually loves. You want to put oh, yourself in that not. position? No, I hope not. Or, or he's gonna meet somebody, and you guys are gonna be best friends for years. And then, as soon as he meets somebody, he's gonna have to lie about your relationship to that new person, and then you're never gonna get invited over. Yeah. Right. True. No, it's yeah. not. It's not. Don't don't do that to yourself. Move on, Allie. No. You're better than I'm this. I'm going to have to. Yeah. I know. You, and you will. Come on. Have confidence. You will get through this. Yeah. Thank you. I just want to say my son loves you guys. Um, he's currently in getting dental surgery right now, but he knew I was going to talk to you guys. Yeah. And he absolutely loves you guys. We listen to the podcast all the time, and he asks me all the time to put it on. He just loves you guys. Oh, yeah, you are amazing. What's your little guy's name? Riley. All right. Yo, shout out to Riley. Thank you for listening to the Raza Mocha Show. Thank you. Love you guys. Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. If you're planning a vacation anytime soon and you have uh, kids in your family, young kids, then you want to take advantage of Air Transat's Kids Club. It is absolutely free for your kids between the ages of 2 and 11. I know one time when you went on vacation, Mm -hmm. Roz, with your family, you took all the advantage of... Air Transat's Kids Club. Yeah, and Kids Club, it's not actually like a physical club, right? So let's just get that out of the way. It's a, it's almost like a program that you then enroll your kid in. You sign them up, and then what happens is that when you're traveling uh, with your kid, you get the perks of having a kid in Kids Club. Like, you get free seat selection uh, for so members good. on their round trip. When you get to the airport, there's a dedicated che- uh, counter to check in for people with kids who have kids in the Kids Club. So you avoid all of that. You get the dedicated check-in counter, and you also get to like board the plane uh, first. Yeah. It's, it's just, it, do it, it's free and it's incredible. And then when you get on the plane, they give the kids like a little uh, a Hi, travel awesome. bag that's got like all sorts of goodies, keep them occupied yeah. throughout the flight. Uh, stroller gate delivery service, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Plus, enter to win an exciting family vacation. You can do all of that right now and join Kids Club at airtransat.com. Want to take a phone call? Yas. Elizabeth, it's Razamoka. Congratulations. Oh, my God. Hi. Hi. Elizabeth graduated college last night and sent us a text. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. What uh, What course were you taking? Uh, child and youth work uh, at Sheridan College. There you go. Nice. So what are you going to do with your na- with your life now, Elizabeth? Well, I'm going back to get a degree. So I'm going back to Humber for two years to get a degree. Yeah. And then just working my ass off. So wait, so you just finished school and now you're going back to school? Yeah, because I only have a diploma, right? Oh, I got gotcha. you. God, post-secondary is such a weirdo thing, man. I know. Levels. Yeah. Levels. All right, so are you excited or what? Yeah, I'm super excited. Last night was amazing. Did you get super drunk last night? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 
I know, man. The college graduations. I remember when I graduated at Seneca. Man, we got turned off that night. Did you? Yeah. Uh, I never. I, I didn't graduate, so I didn't have that thing. I never got drunk at my graduation. Because, and I don't know if it was the same with you, Elizabeth, you and your friends, but after graduation, I don't know what it is about that night where you celebrate with all your friends and you start just turning up drinking, but you treat it as if it's the very last time you're going to be able to drink because you're now out of school and you have to find a job in the quote unquote real world and you won't be able to turn up like that anymore. It's true. It's like, it's like you're leaving. I don't know. It's true. Oh, that real world, huh? (laughs) That real world. And then you realize that in that real world, there's way more booze. (laughs) That's so true. Well, Elizabeth, uh, congratulations Uh, on graduating. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Raza Mocha Show. And thank you for your text today. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Love you too. Take care. Bye-bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So Dammit Maury has decided to drink gravy to bring awareness to men's health. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Again. How that makes sense? I have no idea. Well, I don't know. So Maury put this on Instagram. All right, it's Canadian Men's Health Week, and I've partnered with the Don't Change Much to help spread the word on how to be healthy at work. As you know, my work is a bit out of the norm, and I need to take extra steps to, to make time for healthy work-life balance. So for every like this post gets in 24 hours, I will drink one milliliter of gravy on the Razamoka show, and then you also are going to do that in push-ups as well. There's your health. But you decided to bring us the gravy drinking instead of the push-ups. It seems more fun. Okay. So in 24 hours, it got 1,621 likes. Oh, gross. So that translates into 1.6 liters. Now, if to visualize 1.6 liters of gravy, yeah. that's like four cans of Coke of gravy. <laughs> that's like one bag of milk of gravy. Ew. Four large cups of coffee of gravy. If the amount of gravy that Maury is about to drink was gasoline, yeah. you could drive 14 kilometers on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God, that's so gross. That is disgusting. Yeah, and uh, we're going old school here with yeah. uh, just a can of Franco-American. You've decided, Maury, <laughs> to go with turkey gravy. Oh, You know, I had the choice between beef gravy, chicken gravy, or turkey gravy, and I felt turkey gravy would be the least offensive. Sure. Yeah, you so. also had the choice to not drink gravy <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, I didn't anymore. Okay, so more you have a giant jug in front okay. of you. Interestingly enough, um, I tried nuking this up in the microwave yeah. and it started melting the container. Yeah, because it's plastic. <laughs> I didn't realize that would happen. Okay. Okay, so uh Maury, if you would um, Can I coat my throat with a little water? You can do it's your throat, man. <laughs> <laughs> what you do with it, we don't care. <laughs> Okay. All right. Have at it. He's very clumpy. Did you know? Yeah. Just drink the gravy, man. <laughs> Do your thing. Okay. <laughs> like it's we're already. Running, we're running out of time here. You're gross, dude. You don't. You don't. There's, you're not on the time limit. More. Just take yeah. as many it's, sips it's okay. as you need. You don't have to chug it. You can. Oh my god. You can take some is... sips. I'm just trying to get through a clump. Oh my <laughs> god. That is gross. <laughs> this. He's got like a giant jug with a handle on the side of it. Like, imagine like a two-liter bottle of Coke, but only with a big blue handle on the side of it. Ew! Oh, my God, dude. This is so gross. How much have you drank? Put it down for a sec more. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's not even... Like, you you're, didn't even get... You're maybe, that's nothing. You're maybe, that's a sip. You're maybe one can in more. 
I don't even think a full can. No. Okay, stop. Okay, how is it? Explain to explain. It's not that bad. It's like well, this uh, gravy's delicious. I love gravy. Yeah, it's quite warm. Yeah, and thick. Okay. okay. Here's what I think you should do. I'm not tasting much salt. Instead of sipping on it. You want me to get a straw? No. Just take giant. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for caring about the environment. (laughs) Just take giant gulps. Mocha. There are thick clumps in here. That's not our fault, though, Maura. This is your thing, man. We're just trying to be encouraging. Can I take your suggestion? What if I just open my mouth quite wide and let it fall in? No, my suggestion is just to take golf. Stop making it more weird yeah. than it already more, is right now. More. Can I just say something, okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying I'm with, to drink. No, no, no. I'm with Mocha on this, okay? You are already drinking a giant jug of gravy yeah. Yeah. at work. Mm-hmm. You don't need to make it more weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chug. Oh, there's a piece. Ew. What is what, that? What are you chewing? <laughs> is it okay. actual turkey in there? Now, <laughs> like a whole big clump just fell okay, out of my more, mouth and I didn't know what to do with it. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Maury is shaking the jug back and forth and it looks like the gravy's not even moving. Okay, so if you're just like joining... trying to mix cement. No, okay, if, if, you're just, if you're just joining us right now... Okay, just gulp it, man. Uh, if you are just joining us, Damon Mori is oh. drinking a 1.6 liter jug of Franco-American turkey gravy <laughs> to bring awareness to men's health issues. Okay, as you were. <laughs> as you were. How much longer have we got to do this? It's a lot of sodium. <laughs> yeah, a ton. It's a lot. An unhealthy amount of sodium, <laughs> really. <laughs> oh, oh, my! You are disgusting, dude. I can't even look at you right now. I can't look at you. I just did. You get sprayed with I gravy? Get, I have gravy on me now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we gotta go. Okay, okay more. Thank you. And uh, hey, uh, congratulations, to learn- man. <laughs> yeah, you did to, it. To uh, to to learn more about uh, your initiative, <laughs> where can people go to find out more? <laughs> Don't change much. dot com. Okay, there we go. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, it's either fart or gravy that I smell Excuse in here me. right now. It's so disgusting. <laughs> oh. And I don't want to know the answer. So no. I don't want to know the answer. Damn, Maury in here drinking gravy. I've changed my technique. Which is? Look, straw. Oh, you found a straw. Is it coming through the straw okay? Yeah. Really? It makes it so much easier. Uh, damn, Maury, if you're just joining us... Uh, took on an initiative to have a healthy work-life balance. <laughs> and it's Men's Health Week or something like that. I don't know, but he posted a picture on Instagram and said, hey, everybody, look at me. I'm on a treadmill. It's Men's Health Week. Let's Is all you get, on a treadmill? Photoshopped, all, obviously. Let's all get fit. And then he goes, uh, hey, for every like, like normally people do this stuff, like for every like this picture gets, I'll donate a penny or for every like this picture gets, I'll walk a mile or what? who knows? But Maury's like, man, it's Men's Health Week. For every like this picture gets, I'm going to drink a milliliter of gravy. Uh, <laughs> and I got 12, 1600, what was it? 1600 likes. So that's 1.6 yeah, liters 1. of gravy. Yeah. We had said that oh. if it was if it was Maury's drinking the amount of gravy that if it was gasoline you could drive fourteen kilometers on it. Oh That's God. the amount of gravy he's <laughs> drinking right now. Yeah. And you found a straw. How was it? Getting better? Much better. Yeah. Great initiative, bro. Yeah. <laughs>
so cool. Way to bring awareness. <laughs> so cool. Doing your part. <laughs> <laughs> they must be so happy they yeah. partnered with you. <laughs> Big time. And they're going to be reaching out to you every single year. <laughs> yeah, like, hey. It's gravy time. When they're, when they're, next year, when they're going through their list of, of, of which... Yeah. Celebrities, they yeah. want to get to jump on board. Yeah, they're gonna go down that list. Yeah, and they're gonna see Dammit Maury's name, and yeah. they're gonna be like, "That guy for sure." Do you know what? It, do you know what other people did for these more? Do yeah, you know, what did they do? Like chin ups. Some people did for every like, they'll yeah. do that amount uh, of chin ups. Yeah, chin ups, push ups. Yeah. It was all okay. exercise. I'm like. Anyone can do an exercise, but, you, you understand but not the, everyone can drink a liter but, of gravy. No, but do you understand yeah. the concept <laughs> of the initiative, though? Yeah, but I it's thought, about defining a healthy work-life balance through life choices and exercise. Right, I'm going to go do push-ups later. Okay. Yeah, if you make it till later, <laughs> like, that jug of gravy is going to send you to Mount Sinai ASAP. <laughs> you're going to start sweating soon, too, man. Right? Yeah, and you're going to be sweating gravy. <laughs> you're going to be like, Matthew's going to be so mad. You're going to ruin the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of gravy. Uh, but look, yeah, we're at we're at the halfway mark. No, like, like, not. Like honestly, dude. Like if that was that's not half. Okay, well, like give or take. <laughs> no, not, not give or take. That is not half. That's, that's maybe not a quarter of a jug. Do you want to see me get to half? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. This is not entertaining for anybody, by the way. Watching your mouth work that way is <laughs> you look like, like a, disgusting. You, you know when a hamster <laughs> goes at like a little upside down bottle of water on the side of the cage? <laughs> exactly. I'm imagine, like. imagine that hamster just hairless and 40. <laughs> <laughs> instead of water, sucking back gravy. <laughs> Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Ross and Mocha got you. Hi, Elizabeth. It's Ross and Mocha. Hi. All right, let's get through this. Uh, so, Elizabeth, you write us this, Ross and Mocha FML. Uh, a male co-worker and I were on his Tinder swiping for guys for him and I saw someone who looked familiar. I creeped his profile and found out that it's my cousin's boyfriend, which means that he's with her, but he's also looking for guys at the same time. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, am I supposed to tell her what do I do? So is there a section of Tinder that is just for guys for guys? Like we definitely know that that's why he popped up in her Tinder. In yeah, his Tinder? Like you, can, you can put your preference, guys or girls. Uh, so the, this, is a, this is an age old question. Um, and it's a tough one to it's a tough one to answer. I always say this is for you, Elizabeth, and for everybody else. Mind your damn business. <laughs> but it's my cousin. It's I know. Family. Okay, let me ask you this, Elizabeth. Do you want to get sucked into all that drama? Do you want to be involved? No, but like, would you want to know? Yeah. How well do you know your cousin? We're like ish close like we see each other at holidays and stuff that's the thing like we're not so twice a year so mind your own damn business elizabeth so if i'm gonna ask you one question right now okay do you know do you know your cousin well enough to know what she would want you to do in this situation i guess not no okay that's that's what you have to ask yourself because you don't know their relationship you know you don't know if she couldn't like she could know she may know you know, she may, they may be going through some stuff. They may be trying to figure out a life together where he's into guys, but still in love with her and she's still in love with him. So they've come to some sort of agreement with stuff like this. When it comes to telling somebody or negotiating the rules of telling somebody, you have to have all the information 
that's available. Elizabeth? Yes? Since finding this out, did you text your cousin? No, I haven't. Okay, not like not about this specifically, but like out of the blue. Hey, cuz, oh. what's up? How are <laughs> no, you doing? We haven't talked. No. Okay, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, because um, that would seem weird. You don't. You don't yeah, have. She would think something's up. You don't have all the information, and you yeah. don't know what she would want you to do in this situation. And it is about doing the right thing, but people wind up overplaying their importance in other people's lives. Meaning, you see the opportunity to be a hero and save somebody from hurt feelings, but you wind yeah. up you wind up being the one who causes the hurt. So when this is all said and done, you are going to be the one that hurt them as much as the cheater did. And that not that that's necessarily the case, but that's how this yeah. that's how this plays out. Okay. It's worked out, yeah. And it's a it's a t- it's a tough position to be in. Um, there's a there's a part of me that says that sides with Mocha, where it's like mind your own business. Um, but if this was like you know a sister, somebody that you were very close to, somebody where you hung out with them them as a couple, sure, you know then then all all this stuff. But you don't know the information. You don't know the yeah. details. You found her guy uh, on Tinder looking for other dudes. That's not enough. Yeah. That's not enough information, uh, especially you, for somebody who you see like maybe twice a year. Yeah. Maybe you don't. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to. You don't need to be the hero. So let it be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Mocha on this one and say, uh, mind your own. Mind your own business. Now the question <laughs> is, did your coworker try and hook up with him? He swiped, but he hasn't swiped back yet. Wait, swipe to see if your cousin boyfriend would interact with him or like is he like really interested are you trying to like is this entrapment here Uh, yeah it is yeah don't do that don't (laughs) don't and don't start sending the guy messages you know through through your co-worker and and all this stuff don't start gathering don't build a case He's okay. very cute though. So. Yeah, but don't don't build don't build a case. Yeah, you know, yeah, and okay. and and the other thing too is that you don't. How long has your cousin been together with this guy? Only a few months. Okay, so is there a chance that maybe this profile was up there before they got together, and he hasn't done anything with it since? Like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you don't have the information. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't be don't, don't be a hero with absolutely no info. Let it go. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Right. Thanks, Elizabeth. Bye. Love you guys. Right, love, love you too. too. Bye. And mochas fix my life only on Kiss. You got super drunk this weekend. Yeah, morning, good off morning, of one morning. drink. No, what oh. two? No, no. Where did you go? We went to Niagara on the Lake. We went to Niagara on the Lake just to hang out at one of our favorite wineries, Two Sisters Wineries. Because oh. why not? Just to relax. Are you that co- like you're that couple that just like you go to like you have a favorite winery? Of course, I love that of place. Course. You know what? I like that place. You have a favorite winery too? Not Who favorite. The hell am I working with? Listen, my <laughs> wife and I have gone there. They have great pasta. You suddenly work with pizza. winery guys? Yeah, dude. Come on. Have you had the rosé? <laughs> I had mm, 10 glasses no. on Saturday. You're such a liar. Such a liar. Do you lie? No, I can count down literally glass per glass. So you can count to 10. <laughs> Guess what? Yeah. Guess who else knows how to count to 10? Yeah, yeah. My two-year-old. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> he, learned, he learned that like last month. Okay, break it down. Break okay, it down. So we went on the wine tour to begin with. Okay. Uh-huh. And the on bicycles? I, what are you doing? No, no, you walk around into the yeah. barrel room and have stuff. You, have you done this before? Yes. Yeah, so I'm the guy that's on the tour that answers the questions before he's even finished asking them. Oh. So I'm telling oh, the tour guy, that, like, you're that douche. Yeah, I am. Because I wanted everyone to think, so to know, like, oh, that guy knows everything about this winery. So what there you, we what had. What were you saying? What did you say? To oh, him? I'm like, hey, so tell me why their wine is called the 11th Post. Is it because the first batch of wine was from the 11th Post itself? He's like, yes, I was, I was getting to that. <laughs> How many other people were on the tour? There was like 10 people. 
Oh, and no. then I'm like, you're, and you're that guy that everyone talks about afterwards. Yeah. So. Didn't Ryan Seacrest have dinner here? He's like, yeah, I was going to show you the table. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Okay, so go so, through the 10 glasses. Rose started the tour. How, what time of day is that? This was at four o'clock. Four o'clock? You had your first glass? Yeah, That's four late, o'clock. bro. Rose. Yeah. I've already been drunk twice and napped three times by four o'clock. <laughs> oh, I caught Facts. up fast. <laughs> I caught up to you fast. So okay. Rose, then we had a red inside the barrel room, a Merlot. Yeah. Then we went upstairs and had a glass of ice wine. Then we had another glass of rosé at the end of the tour. Then I had a coupon for a free flight, which is what they call the tasting. So then I went into the wine tasting room and got another glass of ice wine. Yeah. Then we had three glasses of rosé while sitting on patio chairs looking at the, the vineyard. Then oh. I had a glass with dinner, ended it with another glass of ice wine. Ten. Yeah, but those glasses, I, w- I would argue that it was like actually 10. Because when you're on the tour... yeah. They don't pour like a, a typical full glass of wine. They give you like a little, a little something just to sip on. Oh, so it's well, not a full, but full it's in glass. A, it's in a glass, like no. it's not a sampling glass. It's in a glass. Hold on now. How much wine was in that glass? It was like uh, up to, I guess, what the the beginning of the crest. Okay, so I don't more, know. I stop would trying. That. Okay, I need you to. Okay, <laughs> this is gonna. Say, I need you to stop trying to. I don't know how to say this. <laughs> No, I think you should be honest no. with your feelings okay. and just say what you want to say. I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know how to say this. I need you to be literal, not don't try and sound smart. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, how much wine is in that glass? I'd say like what, like uh, up to the second knuckle on your finger. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a knuckles worth of wine. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah so, so ten knuckles worth of wine. Okay, and ten knuckles. You know, everybody listening right now, they're all looking at their fingers, yeah, right? Exactly, exactly. That's going to yeah, be the name of my winery, Maury. Ten knuckles wine. <laughs> what does it say though? Oh when my you God, stand dude! Y'all trademark that right now. Yeah, ten knuckles wine. <laughs> Yeah, but no I stood problem. up to leave, and I, I forgot my glasses on the table, and I had to stumble back. That's drunk. Well, I'm not saying you didn't get drunk. No, that's just, you, you can't see. Yeah. No, I didn't need my glasses I couldn't see, with or right. without them. But it was a lovely weekend, though. Oh, the best. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Cadillac Lounge is closing. Oh, man. Yeah. I, thought it did. I thought it did close. No, they were supposed to, and then he kept it open for another year. This is the one on King with the big car out front. Yeah. on Queen, right? Yeah, on Queen, down in, uh, down in Parktale. I used to go there with my kid. Um, and so it's finally closing. So it was, it was like supposed to close, and then they kept it open, but now they're saying that it's officially... Uh, done. You and Matthew should open that morning and call it the Yaris Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cut, cut, cut your Yaris in half, put that up. Yeah, because it's got the big Cadillac above the door. Yeah. Why don't you and Matthew open the Yaris Lounge where anytime somebody orders a beer, Matthew can accuse them of being an alcoholic and send them on their way. <laughs> Excuse me, sir, can I order two beers, please? I'm calling the cops. <laughs> there could be a sign in the bathroom that says one pump of soap only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No selfies no. with the art? No, 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 no. Matthew wouldn't allow them to use the bathroom. No, at all. Right. Much like the condo at home, Maury's not allowed to use the master suite. So inside the Yaris Club, Matthew wouldn't allow anybody to use the bathroom and then accuse them of being a disgusting pig. Sorry, sorry. Excuse me, sir, can you tell me uh, where the restroom is? Ew, you disgusting pig. Somebody would be like, can I get uh, ketchup with these fries? Ketchup. Ketchup stains. <laughs> do you wash the napkins around here? No. I do. Good. Eat ketchup at home then. <laughs> My God, I got chills. I got home. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast.
You want to talk to the guy who defaced my street sign in Acton? Oh, no. So I had years ago a, a street. I, they named a street after me because that's what happens when you grow up in a small town and then you go, you go on to become a really big deal. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. I didn't ask for it, Maury. I, it was, there's a difference. You, okay? Begging, asking, lobbying, whatever. I just took what was rightfully mine. <laughs> and, uh, and it was a wonderful ceremony, and the mayor was there and everything else. No, there was a parade. It, there was a parade. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> um, and it is the, if you don't know the story, it, in Acton, where I grew up, it's a small town. I love it dearly. I love the people, and I am who I am today because of growing up in that town, and I owe them a lot. When was the last time you went back? Um, a while ago, yeah, yeah, but I, I, I think about it often, though. I oh, really, nice. I really do. And um, so the street that they named after me was not like the main drag or anything like that. It was the alley behind the um, beer store in Tim Hortons, right? Where, where like they do deliveries and stuff. Where as a kid, uh, you would go an underage drink there. So I was honored to be given that. Uh, and then somebody posted a shot yesterday on Instagram where they had defaced it, my street sign. Oh, no. Yes. What do they do? Well, Nazim's on the phone right now. He's the one that sent me the picture and defaced my street sign. Hi, Nazim. It's Razamoka. Hey. What'd you do to my sign yesterday? <laughs> What'd you do? Tell the people what you did. What I did is I wrote, written down smooth, cool dude way and just stuck it under your, your um, raw rust in lane. Right. All in Aston. Thank you. So my street sign reads Roz Weston Lane. And this, yeah. jab- this jabroni took a piece of paper and wrote Smooth Cool Dude Way and taped it to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he didn't like really deface it. It's not like he crossed out any of the letters on the actual sign. There's it was- not much difference. <laughs> I'm just trying to make you feel no. better. <laughs> There's not much. It was a piece of tape holding it up. You can just take the sign down. No, uh, I, I left with the piece of tape. Yeah, he left. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Jerk. Do you live in Acton, or how far did you drive to go and do this? No, I, I saw him doing this like about eight months ago. You started planning this eight months ago? <laughs> yeah. What is this, Ocean's Eleven? It's like a bank heist. No, <laughs> no uh, I, I like was in my niece's um, house in the basement. Didn't really have much to do, so I listened to the podcast. Yeah. And I keep remembering how you, Roz, has a sign. Yeah. And how you doesn't like to be called food cool dude. Oh, oh yeah. I get I get how trolling works, man. You don't have to you don't have to explain that part to me. So you trolled Roz by writing uh smooth cool what was dude. it? Smooth cool Shut dude up. way. Yeah, smooth cool dude yeah. way. Yeah. Uh on a on a piece of paper yeah. and you put that under the actual sign that reads Roz Weston Lane in Acton. Yeah, I was I was trying to supposed to put it like over oh, the sign, but yeah. I wasn't really too, I wasn't really short, so I couldn't reach. So I was like, you know what? I'm Right there. I can tell by your voice you're really short, by the way. I, uh, uh, oh, wow. Um, damn. Um, <laughs> next time, just bring a ladder, bro. Well, a lot of planning went into that eight months. You could have, like, honestly, no, 11 months. Um, you could have planned to have a child and actually had a child in the time it took you to plan to deface my street sign. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. I was like, yesterday, I was like, this is the best time I have. I'm, oh, wow. Best time, huh? I can, I can do this. Let's go. I drove to Acton. I yeah. went to the dollar store. Wow. Well, at least you contributed to the local economy, bro. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Put money uh, back into that yeah, community. Thank you for that. Um, uh, yeah, really appreciate it. Thanks. I, I just want to say one thing. Yeah. 
Well, two things. One, okay. Acton yeah. is a very small town. Oh, Dude, my God. What did you, like, when I consistently say that it's, I grew up in a very small town called Acton, do you think I was lying? Also, talking Acton people are really good looking. I mean, yeah. I see, like, this, the gun is subbed in the water. Yeah. Tell me all these would be amazing. Yeah, acting people are gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. right, well, I know it's I, incredible to think of like how many, it's almost like it's an experiment when you go to acting because it's such a small place with so many good looking people. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nazem, thanks very much. You're welcome. Later. Later. You're awesome. Yeah. You're a smooth, cool dude. Shut up. <laughs> and now there is a road name stop after it. you. Just stop it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Um, Kyle Lowry, did you see that, that clip with Kyle Lowry talking to that kid? Oh, man. I so like good. that a lot. So there was a press conference, and uh, this, I guess, they let this kid reporter uh, ask a question who's real gray. And he asked about like being an, uh, like a role model and an inspiration and stuff. And Kyle Lowry's answer was just the best. It's just a fantastic moment, man. Mr. Lowry, yes. um, how does it feel to be an icon all over Canada with kids? I'm uh, not a... Uh, that's a crazy question. I ain't never been asked that one. Um, <laughs> I'll put it this way, man. I was once um, a kid. I was once in your shoes. And to be able to, to know kids one day will want to be like me, um, I hold myself to a super high standard. And I want you to see... I want kids and I want you to see a, a man that's, you know really professional, really about his business, but at the same time, he's still fun and, and, all, and, and loving at everything else. Dominate, last question. question right there, boy. You last can't, you can't right beat that question. <laughs> you can't beat that question. You can try, but you can't beat that question. Oh, man, that's so nice. That's real nice, man. I love it. I bet and, he wasn't expecting that. And what were you saying, that Kawhi didn't buy a house in Toronto? Is that the... Yeah, I'm trying to see if there's audio from the here. press conference. There's no audio, Mark? There's no, no. Oh, but I so, saw this so, tweet from uh, Michael Grange. Because that was the big thing last week, is that the story came out that Kawhi had bought a house in Toronto, and so everybody's like, oh my God, Kawhi's staying. But then you this morning said that uh, they asked him about it. Yeah, Michael Grange from Sportsnet tweeted this out yesterday. Question, have you bought property in Toronto? Did it happen? Answer from Kawhi. No, it didn't. It didn't happen yet. Oh, yeah. So, like, what? He's waiting for the deal to close? Well, that could be it. Like, right? maybe he put an offer and on a Because Kawhi is very, almost like literal when he... Yes. When he speaks, right? Yeah. And he's just very low-key. Interesting. Like, maybe the house didn't close? And the only word that matters in that entire answer is yet. Yeah, it didn't happen yeah. yet. What do you have there, Maury? You have it? Yeah. Oh, you found it. Oh, okay. This week that you had purchased property in the city. I'm just curious if you wanted to clarify if, in fact, that actually occurred. No, it didn't. It didn't happen yet, no. And just one follow-up. For the game tonight. Okay. No, it didn't. It didn't happen yet. I haven't heard back from my real estate agent to see if it's closed or not. Yeah, see, that's it. Didn't happen yet. The yeah. deposit didn't go through. Yeah, interesting. Waiting for the bank I mean, to hit send. But you think that he's like one of those? He doesn't have to deal with all that stuff. He's got people to do. Uh, that it didn't. Him. No, it didn't happen yet. Uh, I still have to sign a couple more papers. But it wouldn't surprise me. Kawhi is the type of guy who like. Oh, he's, he's not having people send this. Take take care of this stuff. No, for it him. didn't happen yet. 
I'm still waiting for the home inspection. <laughs> First of all, if you think you're getting a home inspection in Toronto, you're you're out to lunch, man. Nobody does home inspections anymore. You buy you as okay. we're an as is city homes. Okay, listen. For somebody like Kawhi Leonard, who's so low key, right? Yeah. And he's not about the flashy flashy. Yeah. And he's just very to himself. Yeah. For all we know, he still drives around in the 97 Tahoe that's been reported. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, he owns a 97 <laughs> Tahoe. <laughs> what does he drive around Toronto? Has anybody seen what Kawhi drives around Toronto? Or does he even drive around Toronto? I bet you it's a 97 Tahoe. Yeah. So great. I get to go down to the, go, go down to the Performance Center one day more. Like today. Yeah. The, uh, where do they practice? At the OVO. Down by the Center. X. Um, do you think Kawhi Leonard would be the type of person that shows up to the his own home inspection of course like he would oh, right hell yeah and he'd sit there for the two hours or whatever yes. and he'd ask like yes questions. and he'd like be like my dad who would follow the home inspector around yeah i'm like when the home inspector's outside all, on the ladder okay, I, up on the ladder listen on the roof no first of all nobody does he, home inspections anymore he's okay? like at the bottom they don't exist the anymore they don't exist Everything anymore good up there? no they don't i gotta change any shingles no Kawhi leonard is not trying to knock twenty five hundred dollars off the price of a house because of the eaves in the back <laughs> Okay. How's the furnace? I don't know. I gotta replace that furnace. No, it's not. Mm. It's not. No, it's not happening. It's okay. It's it's like Kawhi is not. It's not an episode of like an HGTV show. Kawhi's not walking in, not buying the house because he doesn't like the the shower curtain rod, right? Like the man's got money. I know, but still, I want to know what's what's a place look like that he bought in California. Does, it, does he buy big giant houses? I imagine he does. You, you have to with that money. I you hope have not. To. I hope it's like a real tiny bungalow. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In East York. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine Kawhi living in a super like, small bungalow. It's your neighbor, like one of those wartime houses, like the yeah. little tiny square ones, yeah. like Don Mills South, right? <laughs> we love you, Kawhi. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I don't know. Do I got to yell or do I got to be quiet? I know that this is such a weird thing. I don't know how to introduce this. Normally, when we welcome a guest to the Razamoga show, we're like, hey, Angelina, aka ALB in Whisperland is here. But I don't know if you we're should. We're talking do that. ASMR now. Okay, so good morning, Angelina. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are I, you? I feel like, again, I'm just like you. Like, I don't know how to. Do people tend to whisper around you? Uh, not in my everyday life. Oh, oh okay. How, <laughs> but, would you, how would you like to be intro? Because Mocha normally does a big giant intro for people, but we can do it quiet if I you want us to. If there is an option to do a sort of just chill, sort of oh, like NPR okay. intro, sure, just yeah. so that it doesn't sound jarring when they're when we are doing the ASMR, we can do that. Oh, so it's Raza Mocha, and we welcome <laughs> Angelina, aka ALB in Whisperland. <laughs> I would love to hear you both do ASMR one okay. day. This feels weird. <laughs> yeah, no, it does, but I kind of like it. Okay. Uh, so first of all, you're here. Uh, the, the you're here for a movie. So Reese the movie is about Reese peanut butter cups. Is that the deal? Yeah. And you guys are like ASMRing your way through Reese peanut butter cups. Yeah. So we are creating ASMR all about the Reese ritual, which which is basically like anytime you eat a Reese like package of yes. Reese cups, you probably have a way that you open it and like your own way of doing it without even realizing it. Right. So we're kind of um, slowing down that moment and really catching all of the like intimate minutia of like peeling the package open and how you might take them out and like 
um, the really crinkly paper that's around the chocolate and like really um, focusing on all of the sounds that each of those moments make. Because when you talk about rituals, there's no more larger ritual sort of world than you get with the sports fan. Mm-hmm. They're all ritual all the time. People order the same food on game day. Yeah. They order. They do all their things. They have everything all lined up. Yeah. And as you know, tonight is a very stressful night for people. It's very stressful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we thought that maybe Angelina could come in here and put us all in a state through ASMR, which is what you do so well, and maybe pump people up in a way that they've never been pumped up before without the volume, without what you normally get when you're going to an arena. Sort of well, relaxed pump up. Yeah. Before we get into this, yeah. for anybody listening right now, Angelina, can you explain what ASMR is? For sure. So ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, but in layman's terms or how I normally describe it to people, it's kind of like sleep meditation videos. Um, ASMR creators or ASMRtists, as we call ourselves, we usually um, whisper or speak in soft kind of consistent tones. And sometimes there's a visual element that's important, but the key and point of ASMR videos are to relax the viewer. You can trust when you're watching an ASMR video that there isn't going to be a sudden scream or like jump, which is why people like to fall asleep watching them. <laughs> I would suck at ASMR, yeah, by the way. All right, you so you have in front of you, mm-hmm. uh, because it is game day, a and Toronto Raptors uh, logoed basketball. Yep. And you have these fantastic fingernails too. <laughs> and so, so you're rubbing, you're tapping your fingernails on a, on a Raptors basketball. Yeah, there's all these little ridges on the basketball that make really interesting noises when you touch them. And maybe this is lucky. Maybe this can be part of our <laughs> Raptors superstition or ritual, getting ready for the game. I actually really like that. Do you like so, that? Yeah, I'm going to close my eyes for a second. Okay, so Angelina, why don't you just sort of take over and uh, say whatever you want to say. The show's yours, the audience is yours. Everybody's <laughs> listening. Go right ahead. Well, tonight is game five, and we're at Scotiabank Arena on our home turf. It's exciting, and it's stressful, so let's take a minute to relax with some ASMR. I think that basketball and ASMR are a great combination because there are so many great phrases like swish, get in the paint, buckets, buckets, buckets. So long, dear friend. That last one was for Fred Van Fleet's tooth. That's a good one. Here are some um, positive affirmations for Raptors fans because I think we really need them tonight. Don't worry about the mess. Serge Ibaka is going to get that garbage out of here. Kawhi Leonard has shot so many three-pointers that the scoreboard actually broke. Yeah, it's computerized now, but it still broke somehow. That's how good he is. Pascal Siakam is going to snatch all of your negative thoughts away out of the air before you can touch them. And no matter what happens... Super fan Nav thinks you're amazing. The Raptors brought all of Canada together. And no matter what happens, we have a lot to be proud of. Wow. You are amazing. That was so great. 
I really love the sounds that the basketball uh, makes. Angelina, so aka ALB right in Whisperland. How do people find you on social or uh, on your YouTube channel? So on YouTube, I'm ALB in Whisperland, and on Instagram and Twitter and all that, I'm ALB in Wonderland. Wow! All right there, there we you go. go, Angelina. Uh, thank you very much. And again, this is for the uh, Reese movie right now. A movie about Reese is streaming on Crave TV, and you can go and check it out there. Thank you. Thank you, thank Angelina. You. Go Raptors, go! The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I saw a video of Maury reacting to the, hey, who had those big giant heads, our heads at the thing last night that I saw on TV? Oh. Everybody was yelling at me. Um, they have like the big giant head. Like, you know what? Like, yeah. cause I see them all the time, like Drake and Kawhi Leonard and all that stuff. They Superfan giant now. Superman. Yeah, exactly. They did big giant Razamoka heads. And then, uh, I don't know. And I saw them on Sportsnet. Yeah, during Tim and Sid's show. <laughs> um, the big heads. The Razamoka yeah. big heads kept popping up. Yeah. And then I don't know. I think like just a super people, fan of, uh, of the Razamoka show. Had wasn't, it Maury? wasn't it Maury? Yeah, it was Maury. It was Maury. Super fan of the show. No, Damn it wasn't. Maury. It was Maury. Exactly. How was the rest of your birthday, Maury? It ended like hell, though, huh? It was your birthday? I couldn't tell. Oh, God, stop it. I can't do this today, dude. <laughs> Honestly. I, I had no idea. Honestly, stop. I can't do this. Honestly. What? I can't. I can't. Not today. Okay. How was the rest of your birthday? Oh, it was my birthday yesterday? Oh, shut up. Never mind. Get out. Get out. Then get out. I can't. I, if, no, if, I, I was just no obviously, time. nobody wants to have a conversation. No, what? what nobody wants around? to have a conversation. No, no, it's not joking around. It's not joking around. It was fabulous. Thanks for asking. Okay. Um, I heard a devastating piece of audio of Maury counting down the last seconds of the Raptors game last night. <laughs> and I think that it was, uh, it was everybody's sort of reaction. Yeah. Because you were there, you were like right in the middle of it last night at Jurassic Park. I was right next to where they were loading up the machine with all of the confetti. Okay, so you were right there, ready to get just showered in like confetti and love. You like the the crowd where you were. If they won last night, there's a chance the crowd would have picked you up and surfed you across all the way down to the dome. Oh, that would have been fabulous. Okay, yeah. Seven seconds left in the game. Five, four, three, two. One. Oh no! <laughs> hey, I have a question. So the Larry. Oh no! Inside of Scotiabank Arena last night. Yeah. The um, Larry, da- not Larry David. <laughs> Imagine the Larry O'Brien Trophy was there, but they yeah. also had like That's a weird name, huh? Who knew? <laughs> Well, I mean, everybody. Nobody, nobody knows the Lair. It's called the Larry no O'Brien. Oh, no. <laughs> so what do they do with all the champagne that they had sitting on ice? Like, do they keep that That's champagne, transfer it all over to Oakland, and then... Re-ice it again? No. Because like, that, that no, champagne no, no, no. would go bad. They don't. like in the locker room, like would they've had plastic all over the, the room ready to go? Yeah, and then, yeah, they, quickly, they, and then they quickly take it down. They have to take it down before yeah. the players get back to yeah. the dressing room. Yeah. Oh, like they had no. a team inside of the Toronto Raptors locker room. Yeah. For a case like last night, where yeah. they're watching the final seconds, and like a full full team, I'm not talking like one person. They have like multiple people in there that once that clock hit zero and the Raptors lost, plastic came down, mm. got the champagne out of there. Oh, the, 
They have just, a whole plan. Could like you imagine being for, the the one guy who forgot a little piece of plastic on like one little tiny piece of tape that's still hanging right from the, the ceiling? Right when the players walk Man. in and he's standing there at the door, he looks up <laughs> and like all the players are already inside. They haven't noticed. He looks up and he's like, Oh yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'll just say this, and I know they lost last night, but if yeah. there's anything positive, is that I realized it last night that I would love nothing more in this world than to play Twister with Pascal Siakam. Because <laughs> I think he'd be awesome at it. Are you kidding me? He'd win every single time. Oh, no. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. We ever find out if Justin Bieber's account, on his Twitter account got hacked? And why he was challenging Tom Cruise anymore? No, but Tom to Cruise story? chimed in. I didn't even think that Tom Cruise had Twitter. I'm sure somebody like told him the story, though. He's got ears. Yeah. So hold on here. Uh, where is it? So if you didn't know, Justin Bieber took to Twitter and for some reason, like two nights ago, challenged Tom Cruise, who's like 31 years older than him, uh, to a fight. And he like tagged UFC and was asking Dana White if they would host the fight. And then Conor McGregor saw that and said, if you guys are serious about this, my sports and entertainment team would gladly host a Justin Bieber, Tom Cruise fight. And everyone's like scratching their heads. Like, what's the beef between Justin Bieber and Tom Cruise? Yeah, nobody knows. Uh, somebody sent me a screen grab yesterday, but I don't know if it's true of Tom Cruise responding. So I don't want to say it because it's definitely not on his Twitter anymore. On Tom Cruise? Yeah. Where they were saying that to me, the response was just Tom Cruise correcting um, Justin Bieber's grammar. But I don't, oh, know, if, I don't he, know if that was actually true, though. Because he used uh, the word your yeah. instead of your. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not there anymore, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know. believe it. The, 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 screen, the screenshot Man, was going around. Can you find out, Maury, if he sent that and then deleted it, please? I don't think that Tom Cruise has any time whatsoever for Justin Bieber. Yeah, I just don't know like where this would come from. Like, you know, oftentimes these things are orchestrated between two um, celebrities, yeah. right? Where they have something coming up and then, because Justin Bieber's done this kind of stuff before, uh, where they have something coming up and then they, they do this kind of dance online and gets everybody talking and then it's some sort of charity thing that has nothing to do with fighting, but it's going to be about who can raise more money or whatever it is. Sure. We're not going to do it in the octagon, but we'll do it with our fans and see who can raise more money. Who knows? This kind of stuff does happen. But the idea that maybe... For some weird reason, Justin Bieber does want to fight somebody who's 56 and a movie star. I can't see that happening. <laughs> Come on, Beeves. Then why? And that's the question. Then why? And the people that I talked to yesterday when I was just reading a lot of the reaction was their heads went where my heads went, which is like it has to have something to do with religion. Like it has to. Yeah. Because Tom Cruise is like a super high up Scientologist and Justin Bieber is out there at that church that he goes to that's a bit controversial as well. And like I like it has to be, right? So battle of the religions? I don't know. Like it has to be a isn't that how isn't that how like wars throughout history have been waged though? So happening start now. With, with a religion? Yeah. yeah. Shouldn't be shocking to people that somebody wants to fight over religion. And I don't know if that's the case, but what else could it possibly be? What other reason would Justin Bieber have to want to fight Tom Cruise? <laughs> like, what could it be? I've thought 24 hours about this, and I can't think of anything.
Or like he legit just thinks he could beat up Tom Cruise. Who's 56 older than you? Who's, 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 uh, how old's, what's, it, what's an age difference? Like 31 years or something yeah. like that? Yeah. That would be like me. <laughs> what, picking a fight with Morgan Freeman? No, with like, yeah, like a 60, like a 65-year-old. Like, like James Earl Jones? Sorry, a 75-year-old. <laughs> no, that would be like me picking a fight with... Um, God, who's around that? Donald Trump's around that age. I could whoop his ass. Um, who Elton, else? What about Elton John? I could whoop Elton John's ass, no problem, too. Samuel Jackson. No, Samuel Jackson no, whooped my ass. Yeah. ass. Bad. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. So I guess Bieber was joking, he said, when he challenged Tom Cruise to a fight. Yeah, right. So he's walking out of, I don't even know where he's walking out of yesterday, but he got into the back of like a giant van. And there's a bunch of paparazzi there. And they start asking him about it. And Bieber's like, no, man. You know, I was just like, you know, I was just being funny. <laughs> it was just a random tweet. I do that stuff sometimes. It's a tweet. I can't even understand what he's yeah, saying. But you got to listen to these paparazzi, though, guys. That's so funny. I, don't, I think he probably get my If he accepts, would you do it? I mean, I'd, I'd, have to, I'd have to get in shape. I'd probably be out, out of my weight class. Okay. These uh these paparazzi guys are uh, are nuts. It's like they'll they'll the ask next level. They'll ask somebody a question. No, it's funny, right? Look here, you try and just give normal answers, okay? And I'll be like these paparazzi guys that are trying to get something out of you. Okay. This is how they uh, this is how they are. So anyway, Bieber's not going to fight um, Tom Cruise. Uh, so the paparazzi's like, uh, Yo Mocha, Yo Mocha, where you going? I'm just you going uh, home to see your lady. I uh, know. I'm going. Yeah, how like, was work today? It was good. I had a real good time. Yeah, and like, it's cold though, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's cold. How cold do you think it is? I don't know. Like, do you think it's four, colder than last oh. week? Um, if I can. Were you yeah. here last week? I was here. Yes. I thought you were gone was, last week. No, man. I was here. Oh, the you week were here. Was when I was gone. Oh, where were you that week? I was, that week, I is went to nice Vegas. Is it nice to be home then? Yeah, it's great to be home. Okay, yeah. cool, Vegas man. You look good. Oh, thanks, okay, man. We'll see ya. Okay, that's bye. how they interview people. Like they don't even <laughs> give them like a chance to answer a bloody question. Uh, so the point is, Justin Bieber is he not going to fight. No, he said that he was Tom watching Cruise. an interview with Tom Cruise. Yeah. And that Tom Cruise was on his mind, and then he just decided oh. to tweet, uh, challenge him to a fight. And then when these paparazzi guys were talking to him, he said that uh, Tom Cruise probably has that dad strength, and that he would need no. to train more. He has he that Tom fight. Cruise strength. Yeah, exactly. He's a superhero. <laughs> like, right? It's not dad strength. No. It's Tom Cruise strength. Anyway, so it's not going to happen, unfortunately. Oh darn! The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Man, people have been talking about Keanu Reeves. For the past like we two weeks now, yeah, like crazy. He's in um, "Always Be My Maybe." Probably had a couple of the best scenes in that movie. Hilarious. That's on Netflix. And like John Wick three dropped of not that course, long ago. John yeah. Wick three. People love that series. And when you go to YouTube, uh, the number one trending video right now it's got seven point three million views, and it dropped yesterday is for a video game called Cyberpunk 2077. Because the uh, E3 video game conference is happening right now. Mm -hmm. So this is when all the big companies drop their, the trailers for their games. And in the last 10 seconds, you hear a familiar voice and, of the trailer, and uh, it's Keanu Reeves. And the, the camera kind of pans up, and you see it's Keanu as a, as a character. So a lot of people talking about Keanu Reeves. That people on Twitter started, for some reason, doing, like, Keanu Reeves puns 
on his last name. And like for every one that somebody tweets, people will just try to one-up each other. For example, Keanu Reeves as a gardener equals Keanu Leaves. Oh, God. Keanu <laughs> goes to Barnes & Noble. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves as a jerry curl. Keanu Grease. What time of day were these sent? Because if it was between the hours of 9 a.m. and 5 p.m., every single one of these fools should be fired from their job. Keanu Reeves catches a pass from the quarterback. Keanu receives. All these people should be fired. Baby Keanu is crying. Keanu teethes. God, I almost no. made you laugh with that one. No, no, I'm you. not. I find none <laughs> of this funny. Keanu Reeves rewatches Matrix Revolutions and regrets his role making it. Keanu grieves. Oh, God. <sighs> Keanu Reeves is very mad. Keanu seeds. Yeah. Keanu <sighs> Reeves is a pick pickpocket. Keanu thieves. This this is the worst, man. This is the this is what the internet did yesterday. Keanu Reeves is a high end hairstylist. Keanu weaves. This is what people did on the internet yesterday. Keanu Reeves defeated. Keanu concedes. <laughs> it's not funny. Sure it's it the is. worst thing I've ever there, heard in my life. There are people listening right now and no. they're loving this. No, they're not. They're laughing. Nobody is laughing yeah, at this. They are. I'm telling if, you right if, now. No. I'm telling you right now. No. Okay, keep going. I have just one more. Okay. Uh, Keanu Reeves, all knowledgeable. Sorry, Keanu Reeves. All knowledgeable. Go ahead. Keanu expertise. <laughs> it's not funny, man. Huh? It's not funny. <laughs> no, it's not funny. Expertise. It's not funny. Oh. It's not funny. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yesterday on Twitter, it was uh, Keanu Reeves puns that started trending. <sighs> Keanu Reeves makes an appearance in the Netflix movie Always Be My Maybe. Very funny. Uh, he was trending because he appeared in the trailer for a new video game that debuted at E3 earlier this week. Mm-hmm. And people were making uh, a he's, game out of just playing off his name. He's also Duke Kaboom in uh, the new Toy Story. Oh, yeah, that's right. Keanu Reeves as a gardener equals Keanu Leaves. Oh, God, these are not funny, man. Keanu Reeves is very mad. Keanu seethes. <laughs> Stop. Keanu Reeves is a butcher. Keanu cleaves. So yesterday... People started taking Vin Diesel's name and making puns. <laughs> okay, go. Vin Diesel loses a lot of weight. Vin Diesel. Yeah, great. Thanks. Genius. <laughs> Vin Diesel wraps himself in foil. Tin Diesel. <laughs> Stop it. This hurts, man. Vin Diesel as a government spokesperson. Spin Diesel. Yeah, that's great. Vin Diesel has too much to drink. Gin Diesel. <laughs> I know you love these. Yeah. Vin Diesel drops out of Catholic school. Sin yeah, Diesel. Oh, yeah, that's great. Vin Diesel leaves his inheritance to his child. Next of kin, Diesel. <laughs> Vin Diesel hits a lottery. Yeah. 
Wind Diesel? You got it. Thank you. Vin Diesel helping fish swim. Fin Diesel? You got it. Who Vin helps fish swim? Like, now you're, you're, like, you're making up <laughs> nonsense to justify a rhyme, right? Vin Diesel does. Uh, Vin Diesel lost in a haystack. What do you think? I don't know. Pin Diesel. Who says, what's that have to do with anything? Well, you know, like a needle in a haystack? Yeah. So a pin? But that's not a needle. Listen, man, they're just trying to make it work. What are you going to say? Needle Diesel? <laughs> <laughs> Write that one. Write that one down. Vin Diesel loses an arm. Limb Diesel. Wow. Vin Diesel feeling sad. Yeah. Grim Diesel. Thank you. Can yes, Devin Mori. And just like a French film, the, when this is done, it's Finn Diesel. Yeah. That was the swimming with fish one, though. No, yeah. but this is F-I-N. So is that one. So is that one. Oh, this is like when they when you watch the French movie, it ends with Finn. Listen, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna get in on this more, you got to do ones that we haven't done. I was trying to end the whole thing, but we already had that one. I'll I end it, it with this. Different. No, uh, Vin Diesel collects waste around the townships. Vin Diesel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Ross and Mocha got you. Hey, Jason, how you doing, man? Not bad. Yourself? Good. Uh, it's Ross and Mocha. Welcome to Fix My Life. So, Jason, you wrote us this. Ross and Mocha FML. I'm trying to get back on track with debt. I had to quit school because of bills, and then my car broke down, so now I'm down to one vehicle and I still had three years to pay it off. Uh, I don't have the income to get a second car and have to rely on a co-worker to get to work every day. I have five kids, and I'm doing yep. what I can to make ends meet. How old are you? I am turning 35. Are you married? You're in a relationship right now? You got a girlfriend? Yes, I am. Yeah, okay. Uh, is your wife working as well? Yes, she's a dental assistant, so she just got out of college, and she's starting. How much debt do you have? Oh. Uh, at least in the 20s, okay. 20, almost 30s. That's, yeah. Okay, you can pay that off. Yeah. Oh, I know. So your situation is what? You, you don't know how to get your financials in order or you're sort of... It's, it's just been tough because I'm relying on someone else to bring me into work. Sometimes he just doesn't show up. Oh, so, what do you do for a living? Yeah, landscaping. So that's up to you. It's up to you to get yourself to work, man. Oh, I know. Okay, I know. and that's just a—it's just a thing. Like you, you can't—you can't not go to work one day because your buddy, you know, was sick and he couldn't drive you. Like, yeah. you, you got to get yourself to work, and that financial burden of getting yourself to work should be into your budget, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you need to you need to to figure that part out. But twenty grand is a manageable debt. Now, is it all one debt or is it multiple debts that equal twenty multiple. grand? It's multiple. Yeah. So in in a situation like that, how many how often are you and your wife sitting around talking about money? Uh, not that often. Yeah, you mm, need to. You should. Now, when you yeah, say you're in debt twenty grand, is that you individually or as a no, family? Together. Yeah, together. Yeah. Well, you know, we talked to somebody last week. Uh, who had just gotten into uh, a situation where she moved in with her boyfriend for the very first time. And they were figuring things out, money obviously being one one of them. And the one thing that Roz and I have always said is, and I don't know if you've done this with your wife yet, Jason, or not, but you sit down at your computer, you create a spreadsheet, and, oh, we have. and you yeah, figure out exactly where your money is going, bills, entertainment, yep. like everything, and see yep. how you're you're able to uh, to scale back. So you've done that already. Yeah, I've, I've done that. Um, 
So, we, uh, like I said, I quit college because I uh, was taking business management. So I had to, and I, I know all the, you know, ins and outs for penny pushing. Everything I had saved had to go to my oldest daughter's mom that passed away. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I helped with the funeral costs and whatnot. Why do you have five so, kids? Because I, I love a big family. Okay. I, I always have. But you you know with a big family comes big bills, right? More income, yes. Okay. And, you know, if you're not financially able to sort of live the life you want to live where you want to live it with that big family, you got to move. So we have, I actually, I moved out of Brampton. It was a lot more expensive out there and I'm actually out in Hamilton now to save. Okay. Okay. Now when you guys, when you guys sit down to go through all your financials, how much have you, when you realize where your money is going, how much have you then cut back on? We cut back on all the entertainment pretty much because we barely do anything it's, unless we're just going to visit family. Yeah. Like internet only. So we cut back on cell phone bills to minimum plans where it was affordable. So you got to figure out your your sort of plan of action to pay down the bills. Now, some people right. prefer to pay down the smallest bill first. Yeah. Some people yeah. prefer to pay down the bill that has the highest interest rate first. Okay. Um, Whatever you choose to do is sort of that's your that's your business. Um, I when I was in this situation, I paid down the smallest bill first because I needed the sense of accomplishment. Right. Okay. Right. I I needed to be able to say that's one down, three to go. Yeah. Um. And whereas I did the opposite, I went after the bill that had the highest interest rate and put more money than I should not should, more money that I would have normally to pay off that bill before any of the smaller ones. So after you guys sat down with with your financials and you figured everything else out, um, how how long is it going to take you to pay this down? Three to four years. There's nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah, dude, that's great. Dude, you got got five kids. You're 35 years old, okay? You got a buddy driving you to work. If you can be debt-free by living lean in three to five years, you're good. Yeah. You're There's good. Stressful, man. It's yeah, stressful. Of course it is. Of course but you know what, is. Jason? You seem to have already uh, taken the steps, taken the action, and you have the tools in front of you. Uh, you yeah. know what you you got to do. You got to figure it out. You're on the right path, man. Like, just don't give up. Don't stress about it. But I agree with Roz. You got to figure out your transportation situation and get your yes. ass to work every single day. Oh, I know. God, man, five kids. You need a win. You know what I mean? And so yeah, figure, I, I figure need, I need it. I, I hear you. So I'm going to I will say this. Go through everything right now and figure out where you can get a win. Figure out where you can yeah. get a quick win. Which one you can destroy fast. Okay, and cross, right. start. You need to start crossing stuff off your list. So sit down good. again, go through the numbers, and figure out what one you guys can kill first. All right. Then after that, rethink everything and figure out what the most logical one is to do to do next. But the first one should be the easiest one for you guys because you need to win. All right. Yeah, All but, right. but dude, living lean for three to five, three to four years with five kids—that is nothing, That's man. Easy. That's yeah. nothing. Yeah, you got this, Jason. Don't worry. You're on the right path. You got this. All right, man. Okay, bro. Take care, man. Thanks for reaching out. Take care. Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. Only on KISS. Oh, my God. Forky is here. (laughs) Forky is here. I'm so excited. Tony Hill, welcome to the Ross and Mocha Show. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm very well. You guys have a cool color palette in here. It's just everything's a good vibe. Welcoming. Nice. You're used to this now, though, after all the voice stuff for this, huh? 
microphones and headphones. I know. I know. Well, it's it's funny because like doing animation, you can you know as a as a comic actor, you kind of used to nonverbal, like using your physicality and like animation. It's all about the microphone. It's yeah. all about the microphone. How, if you could think about it, how many hours were you actually in the voice booth? Doing Forky's voice for Toy uh, Story Four. By the way, Toy Story Four in theaters June twenty first. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Good plug. Good plug. <laughs> um, I uh, how many hours? I, I went up to like they they brought me up to Pixar up in Oakland, and it was like that place is just a creative wonderland. So I was there maybe four or five times, kind of going up and recording. Yeah, yeah. the pressure on this because I know a lot of people can't wait to see it, but a lot of the audience is. <sighs> Uh, not skeptical, I don't want to say apprehensive, but three ended perfectly. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? So, like, it was the perfect ending to the perfect movie. <laughs> so going say- into this, you have to think, you have to have that on your mind, right? Uh, I was so grateful to be there. Right, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm so thankful for the gig. Yeah, my character is very overwhelmed, and I'm very overwhelmed. My yeah. character's always asking, why am I here? I'm asking, why am I here? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just, like, happy to be there. I will say, though, to that point, because I saw the movie already, okay. right? You're right about the way Toy Story 3 ended, yeah. but the way Toy Story 4 starts, mm. you're like... Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. That makes, okay. This makes sense. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Okay. Okay. And you, so you saw it. I did. I loved it, it dude. It's it's so. And not only is it funny, and so I mean, obviously, it's the emotional roller coaster Pixar always takes you on. But how visually stunning is? Yeah. It is so. I mean, we as voice actors are like a small slice of this pie. Most yeah. of the pie is these animated, these artists that put just l- so many labors of work and how many hours of labor in there. Without giving anything away, there's one particular scene where I thought it was actually like an ad for something else. I thought it was like real life. Okay. The way it was animated. Was okay. it the be- was it towards the beginning? Yes. Okay, it yeah, was. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I was like, for a split second, I was like, oh my God, is that yeah. real life? Yeah, yeah. But it was animation. <laughs> okay, you two jerks sitting here talking in code. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> Get ready. Yeah. You're, you're going to walk away and go, I didn't see a moment. Yeah. Okay, so you're you're forky, but you're a spork in the movie, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because Bonnie, the little girl, makes me. I'm kind of a, I'm a homemade toy that comes to life, and she calls me forky, but that's, <laughs> that's kind of a part of my existential crisis in this movie, is I'm like, not only am I not a toy, I'm a spork, guys. <laughs> a spork is a very underrated utensil. I love this. Can we talk about Veep real quick with you, sure, please? please? Okay, so the, the that's quite a contrast. Okay, no, because Tony Hale is no, here, by the way. But you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate this, though. Selena Meyer is so abusive to my character on Veep. <laughs> I think Woody is uh, Woody is a nice contrast. I Woody was is like a nurturing character. What is it like to have to react to somebody who is positive towards yes. you yes. as opposed to somebody who is yes. that devastating towards yes. another human being? Yes, well, I'm coming off a big abusive cycle from V. <laughs> So it's nice to get the nurturing quality of Woody. Gary, my character on Veep, needed a Woody in his life. Right. That's, you, that's who he needed. Do you avoid carrying a bag at all in real life? Oh, I do. I still carry my wife's bag. You do. <laughs> 
<laughs> because the way that this ended, okay, so you're you you were the sort of you were a lot of the heart of that show. Gary was so much of the heart of that show, and the way that Selena played him at the end. What was Oof. the okay? What was there a conversation that Julia had with you of where she was nice to you as a human for a moment before well, all this went down? You'll appre- I mean, the thing is, it is so abusive in the story. She is so <laughs> awful to my character. The, the way we were able to survive is we loved each other so much okay. offset. We were we were hyper encouraging just because every. I mean, poor Jonah Ryan, who Timothy Simons plays on the show, yes. was called the worst names. Right. You know, I think it. Can I cuss on this? Probably not. No. No. You can write it down. You can write it down because I need to know. It's the, I need to know. Hold on, can, but I won't write yeah, yeah, yeah. one since I'm promoting okay. Toy yeah. Story. Yeah, okay. yeah. Write, it, write it down. Write it down. Um, <laughs> he's called, um, oh, it's a long one. <laughs> okay, we got time. Bro, we got, um, our show is on until 10, bro. Oh, but it's, um, okay, wait, hold on. Anyways, he was called Soap. So we were all, anytime we saw Tim Offset, we were like, we love you, man. Oh, <laughs> We love you. We love you so much. That show is one of the most abusive things I've ever seen. It is so hysterically funny, though. Wow, that is a long one. Tony Hale is like writing a paragraph right now. (laughs) (laughs) But you can't show this. No, no, no. We won't. We won't. We won't. We'll remember this one. By the way, I I know I said uh, Toy Story 4 is June 21st. It's actually June 20th. It was my mistake. But June 20th, everyone needs to go and watch... Toy Story 4. Can I see now? Can I see? Hold on. Let me just hold it. it? We have it's my handwriting's kind of okay. bad. We have, we have cameras here, so I'll just hold that Can up to you. Can you read that? Can you read that? This is one of the greatest lines ever said on a television show ever. It is one of the greatest lines ever. I can't believe you it's went from this to awful. Toy Story 4. No. Well, my God. Like, well, I needed to be nurtured. I needed to be comforted. And Woody's like the perfect parental figure. Um, I have two final questions about Toy Story 4. For you, Mr. Tony Hale. Yes, please. Uh, did you, prior to doing the voice of Forky, did they show you what Forky looked like? Or they, did they wait till after? Did they make Forky based on your voice afterwards? Based on how awkward I look? No, no, uh, no! <laughs> your reaction, because they of your reaction. They saw me and they were like, you know what, we gotta make a spork with googly eyes. I was called cow eyes on Veep, so that is appropriate. Um, no, I, uh, I, they did show me a picture of it when I came in and I was like, not what I expected. <laughs> yeah. But what I love is he's, you know, so simple. He just asks questions, but he's very simply made. You yeah. know, he's just, a, he's an all around simple guy. And during the, uh, the voice sessions, were you at all interacting with any of the other voice actors? No, they kind of, they, they keep it was separate? all, they keep, <laughs> they keep us separate. Um, but I did, I remember Tom Hanks came once, he was recording before me and I, and I met him and I, I had that thing in my head that I was like, oh, maybe I, maybe I am actually in this movie. Maybe this wasn't a mistake. Because <laughs> the whole time you kind of have the imposter theory, like someone's going to pull you out at any moment yeah. and you made a, they made a mistake. So that's when it hits. It's like, okay, well, I actually am doing this. So Toy Story 4 in theaters on uh, on June 20th. Tony Hale, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you for having me. Uh, Tim Allen in the movie, Tom Hanks in the movie. Yeah, Keanu Yo, Reeves, Duke Keanu Kaboom. Reeves, yeah, yes. Keanu Reeves is yes. in the movie. Also, I had no idea until I watched the credits afterwards, but Key and Peele, play yes, the duck and bunny. Oh, bunny really? and the stuffed duck. You know the ones that you yeah. see in all the teaser trailers oh, yes. before the actual full trailer drops? Yeah. It's yeah. Key and Peele. They're hilarious. So good. Uh, Tony Hill, I'm going to show this to on the cameras one more no, time. The, great, the greatest line ever said <laughs> on television <laughs> from V. Disney is going to be so... <laughs> <laughs> that was V. That's V. That's Not V. Different, different script. script. Different script. Tony Hill, everybody! Thank you, guys. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. You ruined my weekend, Roz. Why did I ruin your weekend? 
I hate you. Why? What'd I do? You told me to give Black Mirror another chance. Oh, yeah. They dropped three new episodes of, uh, of Black Mirror, and I watched them, and I, I didn't think that any of them were really that great, to be honest with you. The first one was the most interesting one. The Miley Cyrus one was awful, and I love Miley Cyrus. I didn't watch the Miley Cyrus one yet because... Which one did you watch? Episode what? Episode one? One and two. Okay, you watched episode one. Oh, so, so you watched... Striking Viper. Oh, so you did watch Striking Vipers. So as you may or may not know, Black Mirror, I like. I watch episode one, season one, National Anthem. Yeah, with the pig. And it ruined me. Yeah. And I vowed to never watch another episode of Black Mirror again. Right. Because it just ruined everything It's for too bad me. because there's some really good television in there. I watched you, Bandersnatch, yeah. the Choose Your Own Adventure one, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. But then you said, dude, you got to watch. Because I hadn't seen them yet. The I new mean, season. I had, I had only seen Striking Vipers. And I watched Striking Vipers and I immediately thought of you because you're a video game fan. So because I'm a video, you know, I didn't play any video games this weekend. No? No. Is it because you're terrified of Striking Vipers? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that episode ruined it for so me. So Striking Vipers, we can talk about it now. Um, but uh, in typical sort of black mirror fashion, it's all about tech and virtual reality and taking things to a next level. And it's these two old friends. Anthony Mackie is one of them. Yeah, by the Anthony way. Mackie. Falcon and, from Avengers. And the, this guy that he's known forever. And they're grown men. And Anthony Mackie's married and working on a kid and all this other stuff. And his friend gives him this video game called Striking Vipers. And it's basically like Street Fighter. But it's super virtual reality. So they put these little headsets on, like the little dot that goes on the side of your temple, and you just go into this other world. So Anthony Mackie and his buddy that he's been friends with forever are now in this world. And Anthony Mackie is like the kung fu guy. And his buddy is like the sexy blonde uh, Asian who whoops ass. And as they're in this fighting game, as real people, they have a really wild affair. <laughs> like, in character. Like a, like, a really wild affair. But it's him and his dude friend that are both in on, like, into this game. But the characters in the game, one's a guy, one's a girl. And then they are just, like, falling in love inside this game. And then they have to figure out if they're in love outside the game. There's an amazing scene where they're like, we need to just kiss to see if it's real. He's like, kiss me, damn it. He's like, I'm working up to it. It's awesome. Like, it's so... You didn't like it? You didn't no. like that episode of Mess You Up? No. Why I you didn't hate, like it? Why you hate I it? I play video games every weekend. <laughs> and in most, <laughs> most you get, times... like, a little thing. DJ Climax would like to have you join him on the game or whatever? Yeah. Because yeah. Climax, I game, like, on the weekend. Okay. Or I'll game, like, with his brother. Wow. Or, like, there's other, like, friends that I have that yeah. will game together. Wow, and I did not log on whatsoever no this weekend right. after watching striking viper is it you think because you're gonna cheat on your wife no it's not oh. because of that you jackass stop ruining tv for me man and now you just ruined video games and you ruined black mirror yeah like i'm never taking a recommendation from you ever again on anything anything go back and watch so there's some good ones in there though man no oh, yeah. i'm not okay never no, mind forget right, it. Never mind. the Roz and mocha show podcast uh, two things happened yesterday with Justin Trudeau that are like my nightmare. <laughs> what? Those new commercials where they're saying he's definitely not his father? No, I'm sorry. Add that to the list. That would be oh. three. 
Well, he's certainly not his uh, father. Yeah, because my dad was a much better man than I am. <laughs> we all know that. Uh, First time I saw that commercial, I was like, ah, oh, with the clap back. <sighs> uh, so, okay. He, he's trying to put through a ban on single-use plastics by 2021. This includes, uh, like, straws, cotton swabs, uh, like the, the drink stir sticks, those little green things that yeah. are in, like, the top of Starbucks cups. I got one of those this morning. Uh, balloon sticks. Those are a big problem. Yeah. So any sort of single-use plastic thing they want to get rid of by 2021. It's like a year let's, and a half. Let's not forget that there's an election in the fall. Like, it's not, I mean, it's not a plan for 2021, but I guess that's what you got to do. But in a situation where you are trying to come off as an authority or you're trying to, in this case, get people on your side for an idea that you have, because this is, it's a, it's a solid idea. We don't need those stupid things, sure. right? Nobody does. Nobody needs those stupid things. But when somebody asks you a question, you gotta be prepared to have a kick-ass answer. So after making all this big announcement yesterday, we're going to yeah. get rid of single-use plastics by 2021. Trudeau has asked a very simple question, which is how does he and his family cut down on single-use plastics? Do you and your family do to cut back on plastics? Uh, we, uh, uh, we have uh, recently switched to drinking uh, water bottles out of uh, water out of uh, when we have water bottles uh, out of a, a plastic, uh, sorry, away from plastic towards uh, paper, um, like drink box water bottles. Okay. Sorry, what? <laughs> Hold on, what? What'd you say? Exactly. Have an answer, man. Yeah, well, not- I gotta hear that again. Okay. Do you and your family do to cut back on plastics? Uh, we uh, uh, we have uh, recently switched to drinking uh, water bottles out of uh, water out of uh, when we have water bottles uh, out of a uh, plastic. Uh, sorry, away from plastic towards uh, paper. Um, like drink box water bottle. Bro, you yeah. got shook. Okay. Okay. You got shook. <laughs> and also, and I didn't know this, and I didn't know this, um, but you know those cartons of water? They're apparently not that much better because they're lined with a plastic and almost like an aluminum thing, so only a portion of it, and then the screw tops are all plastic anyway on them, so they're not much better. Oh, somebody told me that... Cans <laughs> are the way to go. I could be uh, wrong because this is like... Somebody told it to me, and I'm like, okay, sure, that may make sense. Yeah. But some uh, coffee shops that use cups that have that same kind of like plasticky lining on the inside. I think McDonald's uses them. Yeah. The plastic liner on the inside to keep your your beverage warm. Yeah. That those aren't those cups are not recyclable. Yeah. You're supposed to toss them in the trash. Doesn't surprise me. So uh, nightmare number two. Okay. So nightmare number one was being Justin Trudeau and sort of coming off like an authority on something. And then somebody asks you one simple question and you have no answer for them. Nice hair though. Okay. That's nightmare number one. Nightmare Uh situation number one. Then nightmare situation number two is saying something where you sound like a complete idiot and you're stumbling and you're fumbling. Yeah. And then somebody then takes... Everything you said transcribes it verbatim and then reads it publicly. So right after that happened, uh, Michelle Rempel, who is a uh, conservative MP, got on the floor 
Oh, no. And said this. But when asked today by a reporter what his family was doing to protect the environment, the Liberal leader floundered and said, We, ah, uh, ah, uh, we, have recently switched to drinking water, bo- water bottles out of, ah, uh, water out of, ah. Uh. When we have water bottles out of, ah, uh, plastic, ah, uh, sorry, away from plastic towards, ah, uh, paper, um, like, drink water bottle sort of things. I checked, and one of those drink water bottle sort of things is actually lined with plastic. It's 20% less likely to be recycled. And when they are, a significant portion of the box isn't actually recycled. Oh, so my That's gosh. my worst nightmare, because we've all been in situations where you, 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 you stumble and you don't know what you're saying. The idea that somebody would transcribe that and read it back to you verbatim is like, it's soul crushing to you. Yo, you know, like... It's soul crushing. His... Uh, opponents uh, uh, are going to uh, use that clip uh, in a television commercial. Yeah. They have to. Yeah, it's crushing, man. Oh, I feel just for the guy. Sh- oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you got shook. That's bad. Plastics. Uh, we uh, uh, we have uh, recently switched to drinking uh, water bottles out of uh, water out of uh, when we have water bottles uh, out of a uh, plastic. Uh, sorry, away from plastic towards uh, paper, um, like drink box water bottle. <laughs> Ross and Mocha's fix my life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is, my question is, got a problem you can't fix? Ross and Mocha got you. Hi, Jessica. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. All right. Your FML is like probably one of the most serious ones we've ever had on the Raza Mocha show. I think so. Jessica, you wrote us this. Raza Mocha FML fixed my life. <sighs> my FML is questioning the Avengers Endgame. At the, <laughs> at the end of the movie, you see Spider-Man back in school hugging his friend, but the timeline was sped up by five years. Is it just me, or does this make no sense? I try to ask my husband, but he said not to ruin the movie, so I just need to know, am I missing something? Please, FML. Wow. You got some problems. but the timeline in five years, like, what's the problem with that? Because they're still in high school. Right, and so when I listen to your podcast, I hear that you guys are fans of the movie. Yeah. And I thought maybe you might have an explanation for this. And obviously, it's just a movie. But at the same time, I'm pretty invested in it. Yeah, so it's really wild. So, mm. and and Jimmy Kimmel asked them about this when they were on his show, and no, oh, okay. nobody in the cast had an answer as to how they come back after the snap because people who survived the snap aged five years. Right. So that would mean that at least some of the kids that he went to school with are now five years out of grade. 10 or 12 or whatever they're in and getting close to finishing college. But then Peter Parker goes back and is still just continues on in high school as a kid, as a kid. Right. So it's the, but they're all there, like all his friends. So like every, we have to assume that everybody got mm. caught up in the, got caught up in the snap. And from what I know that the new Spider-Man far from home takes place immediately after yes. Endgame, Right. Which is five years after Infinity War. Hmm. Let me read you this. That brings us to Far From Home. 
uh, where we see several characters from Homecoming still alive and still in college. I think they meant high school. Uh, as we've learned from Endgame, the people who vanished have not aged five years, as is the case for everyone who survived the final snap. That's why Peter is still in high school at the end of Endgame, and that's where he'll be in Far From Home. But how is this possible for so many of his classmates to still be alive? The most straightforward answer is that it's all a coincidence and that it would be good enough. Everyone alive in Infinity War had 50% chance of dying when Thanos used the Infinity Gauntlet. The slightly more complicated answer might be that all of the returning homecoming characters, MJ and Ned included, were in the same place when the snap occurred. So they're saying maybe all of his friends got snapped by Thanos. Therefore, they all came back five years later to just go and continue on in high school. Like they were just allowed to do that? I guess. Wait, what if it's a different timeline? Oh, God, but it's not. Because it's he's, not. it's not. It, it's because Spider Man is still carrying the death of Tony Stark with him into Spoiler alert, Far From way. Home. What if they use the time stone? Oh, no, but then that would still create another timeline. Yeah, damn. Let me read you this. Here's what Joe Russo said Yes, those people whom was lucky to survive the snap are five years older than the people who just got back. The reason Spider-Man saw his friend again in high school at the end was simply because his friend was unfortunately also dusted during the snap, as was Spider-Man. Of course, there are people in his grade whom didn't die, and they are probably already in colleges by now, but those dusted people, they had no conscience in the past five years, so they did didn't know what happened it's as if they just woke up from a long sleep so they're playing it like half the school is now uh, out of high school and in college and peter parker and all his friends have no idea that they just lost five years so they just go right back to grade 10 or whatever they're in okay man that school board must have had a lot of work to do to figure out <laughs> who left and who came back and who's got to stay in the same grade and continue yeah oh yeah. man all right jessica i hope we help fix your life yeah. <laughs> That was stressing me yes. out too. It was. I'm with you on that. That was very stressful, and I, <laughs> I, I've, I've stayed up many nights thinking. It's just like, well, what do they do so with Thor? I. What do they do with Thor now that he's a guardian of the galaxy? Oh, fat exactly. Thor! They gotta right? keep him fat, right? What do they do with Thor now? I've stayed up many a night trying to figure it out in my mind. Yeah, no, well, I'm, uh, I'm with you on that. You're no further now after talking to us about this. <laughs> hey, Jessica. Yeah. We love you three thousand. Oh. Oh, thank. Have a nice day. Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. Hey, you got a nest at your house? I saw that on social yeah, media. Little, uh, I got bird. enough nests at my place, man. Yeah, yeah and I'm terrified to go near them because I don't want to upset the mamas, right? Yeah, no, of course. So what did you... <laughs> so a couple weeks ago, uh, Mama Bird built a nest. And I thought it was like Isn't real it- nice, real real cool. If I gave you a pile of sticks and I said, you got to form all these things without using your thumbs... Uh, into some Use sort of mouth? some sort of nest. <laughs> Would you be able to do it? Absolutely. Like, not. I, I'm always, I, I look at a nest and I'm always like, it's incredible when I see a nest. Yeah. But my question is, how did they get that first stick to balance? I have no idea. Like for me, it would just look like a giant pile of sticks. Like I could gather sticks so, and put them into one spot, but I could never weave them into some the sort first, of like concave nest. The first nest that was built and then. The the babies hatched and we saw like when they were learning how to fly. It was yeah, the cutest thing ever. The best. But, Do you know what kind of birds they were? 
I have no idea. No, okay. Uh, but they pooped everywhere. Yeah. Like the day that they were learning to fly, yeah. I was outside and the dog was outside. Yeah. And the, the baby birds were trying and the mama and papa bird were around and didn't know who the hell we were. Yeah. And my bitch ass dog got scared <laughs> and ran to go back in the house. I'm like... <laughs> Bro, like, what if these birds start attacking me? You're not gonna have my back. No, he does not have your back. So, okay, so you don't, everywhere. you don't know what kind I don't of birds. Know. And then after I knew it was safe, I knew yeah. that the they hadn't come back to the nest. It was it had been a, a few days, and I I went up on a ladder and I, uh, I I looked at the nest. And what they did was, it looked like they had like a softer kind of nest as a base. Yeah, that they built, super fluffy, and then. Inside of that softness was like the rock hardness with tightly wound yeah. grass and sticks yeah. and mud. It was like it was beautiful. Yeah, I know. It's incredible. It was gorgeous. It so really I, I removed that one. I knew the birds weren't you coming took back. took it out. I took it out. Okay. I cleaned up. It yeah. was such a mess. Yeah. And literally two days later, I look up. Yeah. And the nest was built again. Again. Isn't that crazy? How like fully. Yeah. And then I waited, I think, three days after that, and I got up on a ladder and I looked. Yeah. So it was yesterday, and there were the two eggs. Two eggs. And it's weird. The eggs are green, right? They're green eggs, So yeah. what kind of birds are those, I no wonder? No idea. I don't know. I have no idea. But it's amazing how fast birds can build a nest. It's really wild. Yeah. Like, it's really... It's, so I don't know if it's the same... Somebody on, on Instagram said that uh, it could be the same bird because they go through... They like, just like it there. They go through cycles where... Sure. Yeah, you know, she's they like, lay a couple eggs. Listen, you jerk. I wasn't done yet. Yeah. Why well, I got to take my house Somebody away? Somebody said that they, uh, like the same, they think it's the same bird that did it uh, on their property yeah. like three times. It might be. Within a season. Yeah, that's incredible, man. So, that's awesome. Now so now you're waiting, waiting for more game. babies? Yeah. It's ah, real nice. That's awesome. My son, like my son, Cruz, he'll stand at the window yeah. and he'll just watch and he'll see when the bird and he'll like notify us. Yeah. Like, bird. Mama's home. Right? Yeah. And you can see the bird feeding the baby birds yeah. when when the, you know, every Aww, now and then you'll see the babies so like great. their little beaks yeah it's amazing and then the mama spits in it <laughs> <laughs> gross <laughs> <laughs> what whatever circle of life right guys the Roz and Mocha show podcast let me, read you, let me read you this here. Somebody put a list together on Reddit that I, I sort of find fascinating I want to get your opinion on it damn it Maury come on in here too please join us my love so they put a list together of tasks that you're doing in the wrong order. Oh. Okay, I'll give you an example. Okay. Add the attachment. When you're writing an email, mm-hmm. and I do this. Yeah. Add the attachment first, then draft your email. That way, oh. when you get to the end of it, you won't forget to add the attachment. I always add the attachment last. No, add the attachment first. I guess, yeah. Right? Right? Um, because there have been times, because I'm used to adding the attachment last, yeah. there have been times where I end up forgetting to add the attachment. Exactly. So that makes sense. Okay. There's nothing worse in life than replying going, guess I'll add the attachment now. <laughs> nothing worse? I mean, that's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm getting hit by a car. Is that worse? <laughs> nothing worse. Like having a sick dad. Or yeah. like, you know what I mean? <laughs> nothing. Family member died. <laughs> nothing worse. There's nothing, there's nothing worse than having to write somebody and say, sorry, forgot the attachment. <laughs> like, man, you are living in a great world, Mar. Uh, what about this? They say, don't fill out the two in an email until you've drafted the entire thing just in case you don't actually send it to somebody. Yeah. 
Agree with that. Always agree with that. Because there have been times where you put the email address yeah. or it autofills as you're yeah. typing the person's name and partway through you know, typing, especially if you're in a rush, yeah. you may hit send and be like, oh crap, I forgot to... Right. No, sometimes autofill is the worst because if you mean to send something to one person but it sends it to a different Matthew. Thank you. I've often sent things to a different Matthew. <laughs> uh, so things you're doing in the wrong order, they say. Fill your mouth with water before popping a pill. That way the pill doesn't hit dry tongue. <laughs> and stick to it. Dry tongue. Put the water in. So put sleep. a little water in your mouth. Yeah. Hold it there. Yeah. Tilt your head back. Pop a couple no. pills in. Swallow. Take a sip of water. I'll take, the opposite. I'll I take just... a pill every single morning. My thyroid yeah. pill. And yeah. I put the pill first, and then I drink my water. Well, they're saying, try, try it the other way. Try putting, filling your mouth full of water first, and then pop a pill. Do your laundry before any other chore. So while the washing machine is running, you'll... You're technically doing multiple chores at once. Yes, so instead I agree of with saving that. the washing for like last, do the laundry as you're doing everything. As else. you're vacuuming, yes. washing the floor. Yes. I'll let Matthew I'm not allowed to do chores. Okay. I will agree with this one. Thoroughly clean your house before going away for the weekend or going on vacation. Yeah, because there's nothing worse than coming home and then yep. you see this messy ass house. Yeah. Or a pile of laundry, mm-hmm. or those couple of dishes that you said before you went away. Yeah. I'll just take care of that when I get back. Uh, that's the reason that we clean our house. Well, Matthew cleans the house before we ever go anywhere, is in case he says in case we die and they have to come into our home, it should look clean. God, the amount of stuff you must have to hide just to go away for one night more in case, you, in case you die that night. <laughs> like you must be just maddening. If I were you, I, like it's amazing that you even go on vacation. It's amazing you leave for work in the morning hey, with the so amount of stuff that you must that have include, to hide. Like before you leave every day. Do you clear like your your browser history and everything? In case you die. You know they can still find that stuff, huh? Yeah, I'll be nothing's dead. ever really deleted. True that. And you would be anyway. Uh, in the shower, they say, <laughs> put conditioner in your hair before you wash your body and rinse it out after. Yeah. But see, that doesn't make sense because on the label, as in a two-in-one, it's listed yeah. shampoo, then conditioner. I always assume that's the order you do it. Right. But yeah, but you can wash. So I'm guessing what they're saying is wash your hair. Yeah. Put the conditioner in your hair. Yeah. Then wash your body, do all the other stuff. I've done then that. Then rinse out the conditioner. Oh, so it sits. I think so. Oh, I like how soft my hair feels after I condition I've it. I've never used conditioner. Use yeah. Well, you guys have like, no hair. Sometimes like my wife has a real nice one, so yeah. sometimes I'll use that. Oh, so soft. Oh, I'm wow. using a brand new lavender shampoo, by the way, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, make the coffee the night before they say. I don't think they actually mean like brew the coffee, but like put everything in the pot, get it all ready to go for the Oh, morning. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, put the grounds in the water and everything sense. else. And then that way, when you wake up in the morning, all you got to do is hit it off. The Rosin Mocha Show Podcast. What are you doing for uh, Father's Day? Do you know I that? don't know. You know me, what I like for Father's Day. Just solitude. solitude. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I just want to go and hang out. I mean, it's it's great. Na- it's great now that Roxy's a little bit older because she gets really into this stuff. Yeah, um, and I want her to be able to just enjoy things and feel like she's done a lot and you put a lot of planning into stuff. So I just I just sort of leave it to the leave it to the girls and I just I go along and it's awesome and I've never not enjoyed myself. They 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 do it up they do it upright. Yeah, uh, nice. yeah, it's and it's it's tough Father's Day because it's interesting because you know it's just like with with Mother's Day, it's not really for like I always do I try and do wonderful things for Catherine on Mother's Day, um, 
but it's really up to the kid to do the Mother's Day things. Sure. Right? So as Roxy gets older... It's a big day for them. Yeah, as Roxy gets older, I do sort of less and less because Mm. Roxy does more and more. And then That's I can, nice, and then yeah, and then I figure stuff out with my mom. Um, but uh, but no, it's 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 tough. Like it's hard to sort of consistently think of heartfelt things to do for people <laughs> right because i don't want anything like that's yeah. my problem is that Catherine will always say what do you want to do or what do you want or what do you like what's your thing and i'm always like i have nothing like i don't want anything like yeah. i just really don't i don't want stuff like i don't need things exactly and, if you want something you'll go and buy it yourself but i just and i rarely i rarely do like i i i'm I don't live like this. I don't no, I have know. stuff. Like I don't, I don't buy clothes. What, uh, I don't. What I want I, what I wanted to do, and I was like nothing. Like I, I'd like to get together with the family, yeah, and maybe have a barbecue or just like get together. Sure, you know, for me at least, I want to have my dad see his grandson, my son Cruz, sure. for Father's Day. That, sure. that, that's what I want because I like seeing them yeah. together yeah. and just seeing that relationship. Yeah. So I, that's, for me, my Father's Day would be to have Cruz spend time with his grandfather. I'll tell you that uh, you may have missed the point on this because I'm going to tell you right now that what? the joy that your dad gets on Father's Day is not seeing his grandson. The joy that your dad gets on Father's Day is seeing his son become a father. Oh man, you make me cry. That's what he enjoys. It's yeah. not spending time with Cruz. It's spending time with you being a dad. Yeah, that's what he likes, dude. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Oh, I didn't mean to make you cry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a, little, a little dusty in here. I got to step out of the room for a minute. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, skip the dishes. Was talking about what food people ordered the most during the Raptors games. Ooh, let's see if it matches up with okay. what I have. Uh, have purchased. I've been ordering with Skip the Dishes a lot. Like, have you? Yeah. Like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is for all of the GTA. So before the game, yeah. before the game, the most ordered item was butter chicken. Ooh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. After the game, the number one food that was ordered was cheeseburgers. Mm. After? Yeah. But what about during the game? During the game, what was the number one oh. food that was ordered? Like chicken fingers and fries? Incorrect. Hamburgers. No, that was after the game. Oh, after, sorry. Uh, well, wouldn't it be pizza? Would it be pizza? No. Incorrect. It can't be pizza. Okay, hold on. Let me think about this. Let me During think about this. the game. Oh, chicken wings. Nope. Oh. Oh, oh what do you call um, those things here? Um, ribs. Ribs. No. Ice cream. Ice cream? Yeah. According to Skip the Dishes, ice cream was the number one food item ordered in the GTA during the game. Ice cream? Ice cream. I I did not know that you could order ice cream. Matthew actually did this while I was down at Jurassic Park. He orders gelato on Skip the Dishes. I did not know that. Is that not crazy? Yeah, I would never think to do that. So butter chicken before the game, cheeseburgers after the game, and I'm just guessing that also is a product of what's available at 1130. Yeah. You're looking at a lot of fast food places that you can Mm. just get get the dishes from. Uh, But during the game, the number one food item that was ordered was ice cream. Let me ask you guys this question. Not pizza, not wings, ice cream. Is there an maybe it's just a simple search? I should search on either Skip or sure. DoorDash or Uber Eats or whatever. But let's say if 
it's approaching game time. Yeah. And I realize I don't have chips and Swedish berries and chocolate, like yeah. all these snacks. Yeah. Can I do a search yes. in any of those apps to be like, okay, I want dill pickle, a big bag of dill pickle, a big bag of uh, salt and vinegar, yeah. a bag of Maynard's Swedish berries, a bag of uh, Sour Kids. There a, is, there's an actual, on, on Uber Eats, there's a, a junk for food for convenience section. Store? Is there? Yeah. Really? There's actually, okay. It's funny you say that because there's one called there's a place called junk food. Or no, no, but that's a restaurant, though. No, but I'm just saying they have all kinds of... I've never seen that yeah, on... Thousand, there's there's places that specifically deliver all of what you just asked Hold for. Hold on here. Yeah, like Where all is the snack it? items? Where Literally is it, all where is it on here? Oh, because okay. I need, to, to, I need to know this now. Because where we ran into here? that problem the other night I where I, I yeah. totally forgot to go to the store. Oh, Maury's going to find this now. I need to know this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I need to know this too because I know in LA they've always forever in LA there was a, a service called Pink Dot and Pink Dot was you could call Pink Dot and they would go to convenience stores or drug stores for you and basically do your oh yeah look at this so yeah where's this that's one place okay well hold I on found. here I just clicked but, one. but what did you what did you click on oh okay so yeah there there are convenience stores. Oh, yeah, you good. can get a, a bag of Miss Vicky's, yeah. <laughs> Ruffles, yeah. Kraft Dinner, yeah. a Kit Kat bar. Uh -huh. Yeah, you can. Who knew oh, that? Okay. Ferrero because Rocher. If you want to get all oh, fancy. Oh, sold out. Oh. oh, no, sorry. Bounty bars sold out. They <laughs> still have Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I'm hype, man. And my favorite guy on Instagram released another video. That reggae artist... Louis Rankin, at Louis underscore Rankin, who lives in Toronto now, or that, just outside of Toronto. Is that the guy my kid says sounds like a pirate? Yeah. Yeah. And for every game, he's been releasing, like, encouraging videos awesome. to the Toronto Raptors. Oh, they're awesome. <laughs> he didn't do one for game five. No. Really? That seems weird to me. Yeah, he's been, like, on point for with every game, but he did another one for game six. Okay. This is it. One test way. On a win by one. I was in the city. Boy, you what? Don't ever sit on about raptors. Don't ever sit on about a banana boat. Because guess what? We running up in the bay again. And it's first class flight. And you know what? I did not say anything in fifth. Now I'm talking for the sixth. Because I am the sixth. And we represent the six, the Raptors. Bring on the tiger. Go there and murder them for fun and come out with the tiger. Raptors history. Tiger. <laughs> so I love them. What I did was just in case you missed videos one through four. Yeah, I took. All of them, and kind of just did a super edit. Okay, so you kind of get the gist of Louis Rankin as a yeah, Raptor fan, I gotcha. representing for the Raptors, and just did everything all together. I love it, and it sounds like this: Kiss nine to two five, Roz, Moak, and Maury. I am the original Jamaican Dandara. Don't ever say nothing about the Raptors no more, man. Ever we like curry chicken. We like curry, goat. 
We like Curry Red Snapper, but we don't like Stephon Curry. Ooh, we ouch. eat Curry in the six. On one war, on one ramp with the Raptors. We are going to the bay. Leonard, <laughs> Van Vliet, Siakam, Ibaka, Green. Murder everything. <laughs> Fire upon them Raptors. <laughs> Come on! Uh, oh. Yo, I love that guy. Big up Louis Rankin. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. You good? Yeah. All right. Hey, Mocha. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. For the podcast. Yeah. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha show and kiss 92.5 news break. Uh, Alec Baldwin is says that he's done playing Donald Trump on SNL. Oh, really? Yeah. Which I, I think it, I don't think it should have lasted this long. That's what she said. <laughs> Alec Baldwin says he's done. Let me read you this, <laughs> jerk. He says, quote, I had a lot of fun with the cast at first. It was fresh and the ratings were good, but I feel like I'm done with that now. I can't admit, imagine I'd do it again. I just can't. They should find somebody who wants to do it. SNL just crushed my weekend. Um, so, because I guess he wants to spend more time with his kids and everything else. But the problem with Donald Trump, with the problem with Alec Baldwin doing Donald Trump is that whenever... SNL in the past had done anything political, whether it was Will Ferrell's incredible George W. Bush, oh, yeah. or even um, Hammond when he used to do Bill Clinton, and when Kate McKinnon would do Hillary Clinton. They would skewer these people, but it never came from a hateful place. Yeah, And I think that SNL is a better show when it doesn't. With Alec Baldwin, you know how much he hates Donald Trump. And men, a lot of people do, I get that. But his sort of persona of that character really comes from a place of hatred and not a place of comedy. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the best decision for SNL. I think they need to go back. You can skewer people, but I think that comedy still has to be your number one sort of mandate as, 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 as opposed to taking down a president. Yeah. I don't think that's their, that shouldn't be their mandate to, to try and you know take Trump out of office. Office. And then that's what you got with a lot I, I found with Alec Baldwin. I didn't really like his, at the beginning it was great. At the beginning Baldwin's Trump was amazing but I just think it just, it took a different turn and I'm, I'm with Alec on this. I think that they should find somebody else to, uh, to do Trump. I well, don't know who. I don't know who they could. I'd have Keenan Thompson do it personally. Yeah. yeah. Just throw everybody off. What? Yeah. No one's going to say anything. No. I would. I put, the wig, I put the wig on Keenan Thompson. In 2019? Yeah. You can't say anything? No. Are you kidding me? Of course. He's safe. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Gorney Weaver said that she will, in fact, appear in Ghostbusters 3, which is set to be released in 2020. She's not giving any details away other than saying that it's going to, quote, be crazy working with those guys again. Hmm. Sigourney Weaver, 69 years old, told Parade Magazine over the weekend that uh, she'll be in it with Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and she has refused to release any more details about the movie. This one will be helmed by Jason Reitman, son of uh, Ghostbusters original director Ivan Reitman. So there's that. Wait a minute. Yeah. Plot twist. Plot twist. What if the kid that Sigourney Weaver's character had in the original run of the Ghostbusters. Yes. Grew up to become a Ghostbuster. I'm sure they'll probably do something like that. 
Like that's the only like they yeah, have to most likely they have to do that yeah, right yeah I'm sure maybe the kid like that. revives yeah. the Ghostbusters or starts up his own crew yeah sure no 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 probably do so we find out yeah that she's been married to Slimer the whole time to Slimer yeah uh, DJ Khaled is suing Billboard or at least threatening to sue Billboard as in the magazine as Why? in the charts because his album came in at number two another one. So I guess what happened was he had a deal with an energy drink company uh -huh. that if you buy an energy drink, you get a digital download of Khaled's new album, yeah, Father of Assad. And they had in place an agreement with Billboard that they would count those downloads as sales, promotion, because that's what people do now. It's all giveaways with product, sure. but they have to count those as sales. So they had this agreement, and that would have meant that Father Vassad would debut at number one. But when it came down to the actual chart and going through the numbers, they found discrepancies with the numbers. Okay. So they decided to not count the freebies given away with the energy drink that he had the deal Ooh. with. Therefore, DJ Khaled did not debut at number one, and Tyler, the creator, wound up debuting at number one. So now, because he didn't get the top spot, DJ Khaled is suing Billboard <laughs> because he wasn't number one. Another one. Uh, let's talk about the internet real quick. I love so the internet. Two two big stories. One is a new uh, global survey suggests skepticism of social media services, including Facebook and Twitter. Um, in the poll... Of 25,000 internet users in 25 countries found that one in four respondents didn't trust the internet. Whoa. The research done for the Center for International Governance Innovation suggests that people are disclosing less information online, using the internet more selectively, and doing less online shopping. Mm. The other part of this says that 90% of Canadians have fallen for, quote, fake news. 90%. Really? Yeah. A high number. Uh, the poll of 25,229 internet users found that only 10% of people in this country said that they had never fallen for fake news, which the poll defined as wholly or partly false information. So even stuff that is not like these completely outlandish mm. stories that you click on. I would like to think Why that the Property Brothers are breaking up, all those things. Like not that kind of fake news, oh. but like the actual like things that people tweet and retweet sure. over and over again. I would like to think that I'm one of those people that knows when a story isn't, isn't true. But it's interesting because it's like it, it, there's stuff that is true, but there's information that is withheld. Right. Right? That would change the context of the story. That's what you find, that's what you find a lot of online yeah. is there's a lot of selective information gathering and it distribution. Skews, skews the story, right? It does, yeah. And and I don't know, it's a, it's a problem, man. But those numbers are huge. Which if someone buys the winning ticket for tonight's Lotto Max draw... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Baby, baby. Out. Are you kidding me? $64 million. $65 million is up for grabs tonight. Along with 10 separate $1 million prizes. When I win, I am so gone. Yeah. See you later, Maury.
Uh, previous record was set <laughs> back <it>. in <laughs> 2015. And that was a $64 million jackpot. You know, you know me more. I say this all the time, what I would do. If I won, if I won the jackpot, the people close to me would get envelopes. And in those envelopes would be a phone number and $100,000 in cash. Oh, I can't wait to get my envelope. And the phone number would be the only way that you were ever going to be able to get a hold of me. And the $100,000 in cash would be to not give anybody who did not get an envelope that phone number. I can't wait for the envelope. And you would never see me again, Maury. You would what would never, you do, Maury? You would never see if me again. If I got the envelope? Yeah. You will, you're not getting an envelope, by the way. Oh, ouch. I've already decided who gets envelopes and who face. does not get envelopes. Can I do just I, have the, like, some of the you money? You do not get, and you do do not get, get an, an envelope. envelope. You get an envelope. Thank you. You Are know you, what I would do? If I got the envelope, <laughs> see, Maury, if I got the envelope, you know what I would do? Honestly, yeah. I wouldn't that? even take the 100 grand. You wouldn't? No. No? I'd give it back to you. I'd put it in trust for your boy. Would you? That's yeah, really nice. Because yeah, I, I was going to say, why don't you take that money and give it to Roxy? No, give no. Give it to your daughter. No, no, no. Because we would have 65 like, but, million. She doesn't need that. But still, no, no yeah, she doesn't I mean, like, buy, buy her something yeah, and say it was yeah. from me. I would actually, Maury, I, I'm so sorry. You, you, I, would, I, would put a, I would put $100,000 in trust for Matthew. Oh, God. <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Come on, man. We're playing here, bro. We're just playing, man. What is in I don't know what is going on with Katy Perry and Taylor Swift. I thought they're friends. Yeah. So the story was that fans are now obsessing over the fact that last night there was a good chance that Katy Perry was in Taylor Swift's kitchen. So Katy Perry tweets out a picture of a plate of cookies and the plate of cookies reads peace at last with two peace signs written in icing on the plate and it's a plate full of chocolate chip cookies. Her tweet was feels good and then a heart emoji, Taylor Swift, let's be friends. Okay, so that's what she tweeted. That's what she tweeted. Then fans were like, okay, well, we know that they've like sort of started to reconnect and everything else. But then they started going through finding pictures of Taylor Swift's house. Like all the way back from the house was on the market and there was listing photos of the house. And they start taking a picture of the plate that Katy Perry used in her tweet on the countertop that they then match to the countertop from listing shots of the house that Taylor Swift now lives in. These internet detectives, holy cow. So are you serious? Fans are losing their minds because they are now convinced that Katy Perry was in Taylor Swift's kitchen last night. So then on that shot of the cookies on Instagram, Taylor Swift liked it. Oh, you know what that means? They're like dating now. <laughs> they're not. No, that doesn't mean. Oh. That's not what that means. That's, they're not, they're not dating. Not, that wasn't the no. conclusion. No, they're friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought like I don't know. The, the, the detectives no. came out. It was a plate and they're of, finding it everything. Was a plate of cookies. Exactly. On there's a, a plate of cookies on like, a kitchen counter. Uh, okay. Don't be that guy. Oh, I'm that guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Steph Curry, on the other hand, not happy at all. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video of Steph Curry's, both his parents, 
I'm getting heckled when they got off a bus at the hotel by Toronto fans where they were just like cussing them out. Like it yeah. was, it's it was one thing, just like, like, you hear the F uh, word a lot, right? Uh, and it's one thing just to hear somebody use the F word, uh, but I think it's the way you use the word uh, and the harshness in your voice uh, when you say the God, word. Yeah. And it was that harshness that for me at least, I was so jarring to speak to another human being's parents yeah, like yeah, that. But she was cussing back too. It was oh, great. Oh, I know. Like she was, she was giving it right back. But anyway, this is uh, Steph Curry. Who? Let's remind people: Steph Curry lived in Toronto for a big part of his youth. Oh yeah, his so, dad retired from the NBA as yeah. a Toronto Raptor. Yeah, being in the finals five years in a row and being on the stage, um, it's hard to avoid those interactions with fans that want to kind of impose their or make their imprint on the series somehow, some way. Especially with social media these days. So I think it's. Uh, Ooh, boy, it's kind of stupid to be honest. In terms of people camping outside our hotel just to yell expletives at either us or our family members or, or whatever the case is, but uh, we handle it, all that stuff with class and try to ignore it the best we can. I don't know, man. Oh, your, mo- your mom's is firing back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good for her, though. Good for her. Oh, of course, I'm down with that. I don't know if did you. HBO's new show, Euphoria. I think Drake is one of the executive producers of this show. Is it the UK show? No. No, Zendaya's in it. Okay. Let me read you this headline. HBO's explicit euphoria courts controversy. How much teen sex and drugs is too much? (laughs) What? Quote, 30 penises in one episode? What? Zendaya's new series is filled with graphic nudity, violence, and drug use among young people is so extreme that one star quit mid-shoot, but the network hopes that the authenticity will help the show break through. Uh, the male genitalia in the pilot is not attached to any of its largely 20-something cast. Instead, it's care of actor Eric Dane, who commits statutory rape with a 17-year-old trans girl in the show. Uh, though the sequence uses a prosthetic, it's still likely to shock most audiences, as will a handful of other graphic scenes in the pilot, from a gut-wrenching drug overdose by Zendaya to a sex scene between teens involving choking in one episode alone close to 30 penises flash on the screen how have i never heard i mean i'm glad i've never heard of the show like yeah. i'm not gonna yeah because and zendaya is great she's like a really really great actor too yeah. but the, the show looks like if you've seen the if you've seen that you, you haven't seen any of this the trailer no, never yeah it looks like it What's looks it really good it's called euphoria on and HBO, i and, huh? yeah, and i think i'm more than positive that Drake is in on this somehow. So it's an I'm, HBO show. It's an or HBO H- show. Oh man. Yeah, and I'm more I, like I got to check on that, but I'm more than positive that Drake is one of the one of the, the producers on this, or one of the creators, or whatever it is. Uh, Quentin Tarantino confirms that his Star Trek movie will be R-rated and profanity-filled if it happens. Wait, Quentin Tarantino is doing a Star Trek movie? Yeah, okay, so he revealed in 2017 that he wanted to make a Star Trek movie and that he had been taking meetings with J.J. Abrams about it, adding that the project would only happen if Paramount approved a more adult version of Star Trek. Really? (laughs) Yeah, and he wants to do it. Like Captain Picard, like swearing at aliens and stuff. Yeah, Tarantino says that he now has the time because he's just he's wrapped on uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and it went to Cannes and it's going to open soon. And he said that he now has the time to go back to his Star Trek idea, saying there's a script that exists for it now. Wow. Uh, I need to weigh in on it. 
but I haven't been able to do that yet. But now with all this time, he absolutely can. So he wants to make dirty Star Trek, like dirty, violent, profanity-filled, violent-filled, violence-filled Star Trek. You know he's going to put <laughs> DiCaprio and Jonah Hill in that movie, right? <laughs> I hope so. I would watch that. I would watch a Tarantino Star Trek, man. <laughs> so I really I. would. <laughs> Jessica Biel has come out as an anti-vaxxer, and that's really pissed a lot of people off. So Jessica Biel spent yesterday lobbying 15 legislators against supporting a California vaccination bill alongside Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Oh at the California State Assembly and the State Senate in Sacramento. Um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said of Jessica Biel, he called her courageous for urging lawmakers like Democratic, the Democratic Assemblywoman to oppose Bill SB 276, a bill limiting medical exemptions from vaccinations without approval from state public health officers. RFK Jr. goes on to say, I would say that she was for safe vaccines and for medical freedom. My body, my choice, quote unquote. So that really throws a wrench into everything. But I'll tell you the amount of Justin Timberlake memes that have hit this morning where it's just Timberlake and that just reads, I'm bringing measles back. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm bringing measles Measles back. back. Yeah. (laughs) You vaxxed kids don't know how to act. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's so much. It's like you got measles. Oh. It's terrible, man. It is terrible. Why would measles you coming do- back at me. Why would you do this? It's just, oh, God. Vaccinate your kids. Ross and Mocha Q&A. Hey. hey, Diana, are you there? Yes, hi. Hi, welcome to Ask Roz and Mocha. These are the uh, questions that we gather from Instagram on a weekly basis at Kiss925. And uh, of course, much like you, Diana, have somebody join us on the podcast to ask their question. Uh, Diana, go for it. Is it more important for your new partner to like your friends or for your friends to like your new partner? Okay, Diana, before we give our answer, what do you think? Yeah. Because clearly, is this something that you're going through right now? No, I was just curious. Oh, okay. 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 I thought it was more important for uh, your friends liking your partner. Disagree. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, I would say, I mean, right off the bat, the most important would be that my partner likes me or loves me or cares about me. Oh, yes, let's assume that they do. Yeah. Yeah, no, if my friends didn't like my wife, let's say my girlfriend when Mm -hmm. we were dating. Yeah. But I was really, really into her. Yeah. Then screw my friends. No, no, but what's more important, that your friends like your significant other or your significant other likes your friends? Um, your new significant your other. Your new significant new, other. I yeah. would like it if my significant other liked my friends. I think it's way more important that your significant other like your friends because your friends are still going to like you. Yeah. And you still want to be able to see your friends without grief. So if your significant other doesn't like your friends, you're going to get grief every time you want to go and see your friends. If your significant other likes your friends, she's going to be like, yeah, man, go hang out with the dudes. That's sure. awesome. Yeah. If your friends don't like your significant other, who cares? Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, well, they have been my friends and I'm sorry that you don't like them, but it doesn't mean I'm going to cut off all... Uh, all ties nobody's with them. saying cutting anybody off, man. Right? It's just a hypothetical, bro. No, I know. Nobody's I know. saying. Nobody's saying. Who would you cut? Would you <laughs> cut them this. off if they didn't like your friends? I lived this what when happened? I started dating Matthew. His friends didn't like me. Yeah. Right. I mean, obviously, you know how it worked out. Why didn't they like you? Well, they said he could do better. 
<laughs> but Matthew also made you got, uh, get rid of your cats. Yeah, but I mean, those the, my cats were like, whatever. What, how big was your circle of close friends when you met Matthew? Like two or three. Okay, and what did they think of him? Well, I mean, they liked it, the, him at the beginning, but now I have no, like now they're all gone. Right. Oh, ouch. Damn. <laughs> Wait, so who do you hang out with? Matthew's coworkers. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you got integrated there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's like Yeah, Matthew. I'm getting the sense that Matthew did not like anybody else in your life. Oh, and he, wow. And he, and he cleared the he cleared the room. Wait, he cleared does the dance floor. Matthew even like us? Like does Matthew like Roz and I? No, he hates me because all Maury does is blame everything on me. Oh, but he true, loves true. Mocha. Yeah, he loves you. Oh, he hates okay. me. <laughs> because anytime anytime Maury screws up or has a problem, uh, Maury goes home and, he, and he's in a bad mood. He blames it on me. Yeah. So I am like the devil so he, in that. He lies. That he lies. Too. Of course he does. Yeah. But um, it's the easy way. Why do you do that though? Because it's an easy don't you way. Feel bad. Like you work with a guy and you drive him to work every single day. You don't feel bad about that. No, because he, no. then he would have to take responsibility for something. It's just easier to blame me. Exactly. Oh, like wow. it's much easier. Ouch. It's much easier to blame me. Hope that answered your question, Diana. It does. Thank you. Yeah. Right. No, I'm. Uh, I'm 100 on the significant other liking your friends. Absolutely. Ooh, very important question from Chris here. Yeah. Uh, best flavor of chips? Oh. I always say salt and vinegar. That's no like way. my go-to. Yeah. Ketchup. Yeah. No. Uh, ketchup or dill? I'm on the fence between ketchup and dill. I do enjoy dill. Yeah, I do. But I love. if I had to choose, it would be salt and vinegar chips over everything. Okay, so here's my thing is that I, different manufacturers of chips, I like better than other flavors that they have, yeah. right? So if I'm going Lay's, uh -huh. just straight up Lay's, 100% salt and vinegar, like zero questions asked. Okay. If I am going with the loads of by the president's choice, which oh, is the great, one those. of the greatest marketing schemes ever, let's just take chips with the flavor on them and just put more on it. Yeah. It's one of the greatest things anybody's ever done to chips. Uh, if I'm going loads of, I'm 100% doing um, uh, dill pickle. Even though I hate pickles, I like dill pickle chips. Yeah. I hate ketchup, but I like ketchup chips because it's a different thing. Uh, so if I'm doing loads of, I 100% do dill pickle. If yeah. I'm doing lays, I will absolutely do um, just salt and vinegar. And if I do a ruffle chip, it is always without question all dressed. Really? Yeah. I like ruffle okay. plain. I like ruffles plain. Really? Because then I can dunk it in my own ketchup. Oh. Okay. Also, I can't do salt and vinegar because it hurts my gums. Oh. What do you got? Old man gums. <laughs> There's so much right? going on in that mouth of yours, dude. It's so weird. And at the same time, absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, so it, for me, it's Miss Vicky's um, salt and vinegar. Oh, Miss Vicky's. Right? Okay. But also, also, I enjoy Miss Vicky's regular chips than I do any other brand. I enjoy Lay's uh, dill pickle mm. and the PC... The loads. Mm -hmm. Get ready for this. Yeah, sour cream and onion. Oh yeah, thousand oh, percent. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, so yeah, different yeah, brands. Yeah. I have. I also have my favorite. Do you uh, count Doritos to be a flavor? Doritos. <laughs> Do we count see. Doritos? Um, well, first of all, why would you say it like that? I don't. It just came out like Doritos. You know, you know, it's interesting. For some reason, I always put Doritos in like the category of cheesies, where it's not like I don't mm. treat them like chips. Like mm. I would always say, like chips are chips. 
And then I always just put Doritos in like cheesies or pretzels. Like it's a different kind of snack to oh, me. Are I pr- still consider Doritos chips. Are Pringles oh, chips? Wait, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I do. I do. I do. Pringles yeah. are chips, right? Yeah, Pringles are chips. Yeah, Pringles are chips. I like uh, Pringles just a regular. Straight like up Pringles. regular nacho cheese Doritos. Yeah. I like those ones. Really, huh? Yeah. Zesty I don't like any of the other. Do you remember Zesty Cheese oh. Doritos yeah. from back in the day? What about Cool Ranch? Yes. Oh, oh okay, okay, that okay. Was. So for Doritos, my favorite then yeah. is Cool Ranch. Cool Ranch, huh? Yeah. Yeah, see, that's tough. Oh, also, if you can find it, and I don't know uh, how it is outside of the city, but there's a couple of stores that I managed to find. If you are a chip lover and you and you like hot, like you like like a good barbecue hot chip, mm-hmm. there's a company called Uncle Ray's. And you can find them in a lot of smaller stores in and around the city and outside of the city. Because I know up by the cottage, the, the the sort of general store sells them. They're local. I think they're made somewhere in Canada. I've never heard of them. And they're called Uncle Ray's Chips. They're usually in a separate section. They're not usually on the regular chip shelf. They're usually in like a separate section. Is it the one that has the, uh, it's like a pickup truck as a logo? No. That no, that's one? Brother Neil. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So Uncle Ray's, look for Uncle Ray's. And they're hot, not their barbecue, but their hot chips yeah. are a thing of Absolute friggin' beauty. I've never heard of this. They company. are so. Do you like a hot chip more? I love a hot chip. Okay. These things are the best barbecue chips I've ever had in my life. Hands really? down, pants down. The best chips. And I hope I sell a ton of them right now on this podcast. Uh, Uncle Ray's hot chips are the best hot chips I've ever had. Can you bring some in from the cottage? Yeah. Uh, he looks like a like an Uncle Ray. Yeah. And on the bag, it says it's the official potato chip of minor league baseball. Oh, there you go. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm so tellin- it's got to be good. It's got to be I'm good. I'm telling you right now, Uncle Ray's hot chips are the best hot chips you'll ever have. They're delicious. Steven wants to know this. Uh, what's a slang word from your youth that you overused? Overused like in my youth? I guess. That's oh, how I geez. take it. Like when you were younger, what's one word that you would use like constantly? I'm trying to remember what my mom would always tell me to stop using because I would just overuse it. Because I remember being told often to stop saying that. Every time something was super cool, I always called it Cool Ranch. <laughs> oh no. And are you cool also one of those people ranch. who Like imagine say, being by the lockers and you'd be like, yo, that's Cool Ranch. Cool are you ranch. also one of those people that even to this day would use Cool Beans? Oh, yes. God. I hate... I can't tell you how much I hate that saying. Uh, There was a bunch of sayings that came out in the past like 10, 15 years that really drove me nuts. I hate, I absolutely despised anytime somebody put sauce on the end of something, whether Uh it was weak sauce or awesome sauce, or (laughs) I hated that. It drove me nuts. Remember that? It really, like it drove me crazy. My dad still says wavy baby. What does that mean? (laughs) What does wavy baby mean? Whenever his friend comes over, there's this one guy uh, that comes, Greg, that comes over and they drink, they try and outdo each other with, you know, odd beers that they find, like at the store, like one from another part of the world. And my dad would be like, oh, go get me another wavy baby beer, you know, or something super cool. Be like, that's wavy baby. What you just said made no sense. <laughs> At all. At all. You, you put that thing into two different contexts and neither of them, but they didn't match. You said two different things twice in a row. Who's your dad? Austin Powers? Yeah. <laughs> Wavy, yeah. baby. Are you sure they're not having an affair, those two? <laughs> Frank and Greg. Yeah. That's, what, that's, 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 that's code word. name Wavy, baby. <laughs> 
That's what his name is on the messenger app. So Donna doesn't oh, find no. out. <laughs> uh, Nikki China asks, when did Roz stop drinking milk and why is it weird that adults drink milk? Because I think it's weird for any adult to drink the milk of another adult mammal. I think it's odd. Yeah, yeah. you're the yeah. only one that feels that way. Because nah, like, I, I love a weird. glass of milk. I think it's weird. When I see like a grown man sitting down to a meal and they got a milk, I, I, it's weird. I put a little tiny bit of milk in my coffee. That yeah. is it. That's the extent. That's the extent of my milk drinking. But when I see like drinking the, I don't know. I don't know. There's something weird about it to me. Like just drinking the milk of something that makes milk for their their kid. Like it's just weird to me. But do you not put milk when you're making a dish like mac and cheese. You have to put milk in. There. Oh no no. Like no, I will use. I'll like use milk as an ingredient. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. Like I'll I'll I have I, and I, but I rarely do use milk. But milk as, goes as an great ingredient. with certain foods. No nobody's listen. No grown person. Okay and with the risk of sounding toxic and masculine, no grown man should ever sit down to a meal with a glass of milk. Well, what, then what are you supposed it, to drink I, I, with a bowl I, of mac I, and cheese? I judge you Good at that water. point. Like you look like you've gone through some Something sort else. of like like arrested development where you haven't fully matured. I look at you like you have some sort of mother issue. Like there's all this stuff. If I see somebody drinking a milk, it's weird to me. Two weeks ago at home. And it's not nearly as good for you as they say it is. Go ahead, Mark. I went to pour a Sorry. glass of juice, but I wasn't thinking. I was like, I just opened the fridge, I grabbed the jug, yeah. and I ended up pouring like half a glass of milk yeah. instead of juice, right. right? And I was like, well, I'm not going to get rid of the milk. Like, I'm not going to toss it down the sink. So I just drank the milk. Yeah. And let me tell you, bro, yeah. it was delicious. Oh, you liked it? <laughs> I was like, but it was like the first time I was standing there, like saying to Jenna, I can't remember the last time I actually drank a glass of milk. Yeah. Having this half glass of milk was rather refreshing. But since Super then, I hadn't weird, like poured a glass of milk for myself. Like, I got a friend of mine, John, but my buddy John Meyer, um, he will go to the gym, and when he finishes the gym, he'll crack a carton of milk. Because that's good. That's what you're supposed to oh, do. No, it's like, good all, for your muscles. All sweaty, like, and I'm like, yeah, tell, and I'm like, do you not just like, get phlegmy? Yeah. After that, and like he tells the people at the gym, they were those juice bars at the gym, uh -huh. and he's like, man, you guys got to get cartons of milk in here. It's like I'm <laughs> dying. Yeah, like really? after a workout, but it oh, is it's really so refreshing weird. if you wake up on a summer's day and go to the fridge and drink from the carton. You are nuts, man. You are nuts. I'm starving. My stomach is going crazy right now. You need now. some milk. I don't need milk. Or bag of Doritos. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wavy, here. baby. Uh, Gabe says, why don't Razamoka follow Mori on social media? Don't you like him? Oh. We love him. I follow you on one of them, more. Don't I? I think so. On maybe Twitter. I think I follow you on Twitter because I I had to unfollow you not that long ago and you got real upset about it. And I was oh, like, that's oh, because I was trolling you about the Leafs. No, and then what winds up happening is let me tell you what happens when you unfollow Maury on uh, Twitter. It doesn't actually matter because if he feels that he's tweeted something funny, he will take a screen grab of it and text it to you. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Hey, would uh, did you see this or you thought, thought this no, was funny? Thought you'd like this. Well, because here's, here's like the one I'm sending laugh. you later. Me and my dad. I when don't I was need a baby. to see that. I don't need to see the stuff with you. And your dad. Well, now I don't have to send it no, to you. No, but I don't I don't find that interesting. I don't. I really don't. I don't find it interesting. That's your dad. It's it's like cool for you and it's awesome and it's great. And I love that you guys but have I a see fantastic all the things relationship. You do. I saw your cottage on but Instagram. I, 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 I don't that oh, does, let me but ask you, you choose this to look. Do you have Maury on your Instagram or on Twitter? Do you have like notif notifications turned on so that when either Roz or I post something, you get that notification right away? Yes. Oh, okay. 
Oh, you do? That's why you always text me as soon No as matter what yeah. I'm doing, if it dings, I'm like, stop. I got to see what this is. Oh, God. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. I just never have. I think you're missing out. I'll send you the picture of my dad and I. No, I'm good. Uh, I'm good. Cole Young writes, uh, what was your favorite childhood video game? Uh, Double Dragon. No, the Mario Ooh, one where you hit the bricks dragon. with your head. No, mine was always Double Dragon yeah. or um, oh. Pole Position. Or Faxanadu. I used to love Faxanadu. What is that? Faxanadu. It's a medieval time game where you have to go to the, can, we, can you say wench? Sure. Okay, we have to go you buy bread say from whore, the- but like. <laughs> <laughs> also, did you start out by saying meat evil? You know it's mid evil, right? Yeah. We were going to double back to that one. Yeah. Okay, let's, let, okay, let's circle the wagons around. And so, explain meat evil. It's the time of the meat evil era. The what, the what era? The meat evil era. Meat evil. Okay. And you go and you buy bread from the wench and the door opens. Yeah. And you have to cu- try and kill the dragon if you ever get to the dragon. Right. And, and which era was this? The medieval. Right. <laughs> oh, I used to also love uh, Doom so on the on the PC. Yeah, that was good. I'm trying, when I was younger. Tetris. God, when I was younger, what games really influenced me? Um, Duke Nukem? No, that was sort of my second wave. My first wave was like the Vic, games on the VIC-20, which were very rudimental. And then uh, uh, Commodore 64. I yeah. remember um, I had a Bruce Lee game on Commodore 64, which was really awesome. And then they had these games called Summer Games and Winter Games. Were like They were Olympic sports. And you played it with a big giant joystick on the Commodore 64. Those are really gay. And then this gay. Uh, gay. Those are really <laughs> great. Yeah. Second tier, like when I started getting into PlayStation stuff, my, my favorite game by far, my brother and i played so much mortal Kombat <laughs> oh, that so it good. was the best but uh, but then gran turismo the car game it really changed everything for car oh, games that game so good. and it was really really awesome i loved gran turismo okay. uh, but that i but i and, and then i and then later on in years i the only sort of modern e video game that i really enjoyed was gears of war on, Ooh, uh, on yeah. Xbox. It was a great game. And Splinter Cell was a great game. <sighs> okay, so I have to you mentioned Mortal Kombat, yeah. right? So I haven't been able to play any of the fighting games I have at home yeah. ever since watching <laughs> Striking Vipers? Striking Vipers on <laughs> Black Mirror, the latest yeah. uh, episode of Black Mirror, yeah. or latest season, the one, the very first one in the latest season with Anthony Mackie. Right. So all of my, like, I have things like Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter and all that. And you and can't I, play them. I can't. No, I need a minute. Really? I actually haven't played video games since I watched that episode because I'm really? just, it's, I'm weird. I'm going to write a it. list of other episodes for you to watch that, no, are, that, are, so. that are not like that. They're good. I don't know, They're man. good. They're I good. Know. I can I lend you Faxanadu. You can uh, play that. It's from the medieval era. <laughs> <laughs> Snorlax writes, I dare you, Roz and Mocha, play heads or tails, and whoever loses two out of three times has to kiss David Mori on the head. What, like a child? <laughs> no. Uh, no, absolutely not. I am not doing that. Oh, come on. Have some no, fun. No. No. Listen. You won't touch hair. Just kiss the bald spot on you the. You think I'm going to kiss? Bold on. You stop th- everything. What bold bald on. Spot? Do you think I'm going <laughs> to? You think bold I'm, on uh, here in these meat hey, evil times? We just with your bag of Doritos. <laughs> hey, can we just let's just reassess before we get too deep into this here? What? Okay, first of all, Maurice may pass away, and I'm definitely not kissing a corpse. Okay. <laughs> Bro, you're so disgusting. Okay. Let's, can I just rephrase the the request? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Maury's soul escaping his body yeah. right now. Let me rephrase the request. Okay. And then you tell me if you're still interested. Okay. So Snorlax writes, 
I dare you. Rosin Mocha to play heads or tails. And whoever loses two out of three times has to kiss Maury in the hair. No, on the head. No. I said, let me rephrase this. Oh, in the hair. <laughs> okay, next question. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm not kissing Maury in the hair. Also, what bald spot? <laughs> like you don't know. Christy asks, all these 90s TV show reboots, what yeah. would you like to see make a comeback? Hers is uh, Buffy, mm. Dawson's Creek, mm. or Blossom. Perfect Strangers. Didn't they try that? No, not with perfect, not with Belky, Bartokamus, and Cousin Larry. Yeah, no, I no, but didn't they try like a Perfect Strangers type? Not that I'm aware of. Oh, maybe I'm making that up. Yeah, maybe I thought. I don't know if they could do Perfect Strangers because it's sort of like they're both alive. It, it's sort of xenophobic. Like it's what does that mean? <laughs> you don't like Zen? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's from the Meet Evil Times. Yeah. Duh. No, because it's about a, like an outsider from a foreign country who just because all anybody did was just goof on Balky in that show. Yeah, you can't for, do that for now. His, for his weird sort of traditions and culture stuff, and I mean, mm. yeah, I, I mean, isn't that still what people do? <laughs> yeah, but you just can't put it on television. I mean, the obvious. I, I'm is not friends. a fan though, but I'm not. I'm just not a fan of, of all TV these reboot. Oh, yeah. the A Team. No. no, that was 80s though. Yeah, Chrissy asked specifically about the 90s. Not a fan of that either. Like, it's interesting to me because I there's a couple of shows that I would be okay if they rebooted them. Okay. If it they put it on Netflix and turned it into a, sort of an evolution of the show where it was like a little bit more grown up. It was shot differently. They could swear. There was sex. Like, there's, there's shows that I used to enjoy that I wish were on NY... Like, I used to love NYPD Blue. Sure. Right? It was a cop show. Stephen Bochco is really, really great. That show was a network show, so they could never go real deep or real hard with it, you know? If that show was rebooted, but like put on, they could even run the same scripts, just sort of rewrite them a little bit. Like if that show was rebooted and it was on like HBO or something, I would watch it because I like that kind of thing. But as far as just taking some dumb sitcom from the 90s that was barely funny at the time, like I know everybody right now wants a Third Rock from the Sun reboot. Oh, really? Yes, everybody does. Everybody wants that. I don't know about that. I'm like, why? Was Cheers 90s? Cheers was 80s. 80s, I mean, it finished in the 90s, but it was 80s. God, I'm having a really hard Hard time thinking of shows from the nineties. Um, yeah. I would oh, say you Saved remember the when Bell. they did. Not even that I wouldn't watch. No. You know, remember a couple months ago they did the uh, dramatic trailer for. Yes, that's what I mean. Something like that for uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yes, right. And yeah. even Will Smith was like, "Yo, this is amazing." Yeah, right. Something like that. That dramatic telling of the story, mm-hmm. the way that trailer was, I would watch a full show. And when you watch a trailer you think, oh my God, this would be amazing on Netflix. Yeah, like Friends, you can't, I understand Friends, everybody wants that, but you can't do it because the world is so different now. And in order to do, like... Oh, the obvious is Seinfeld. No, no even it, that, that you that can't do. That wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. It could just wouldn't, it just wouldn't work. And the problem with Friends is you can reboot a Will and Grace and sort of make the story work and they wound up living together again. And you can reboot, you know, Full House because they're family. And, yeah, or Roseanne, they could. like what they did? Yeah, you can reboot Roseanne because they're all family. And they, rebooting Friends is very difficult because then you're having to contrive a world where six grown adults who all have their own families and lives would still hang out enough together all in one room 
to make it consistently believable that this is a show. Mm -hmm. So how do you do that? Like, how do you do that? Because you can no longer do a show where friends get together for coffee before work because Mm -hmm. that doesn't exist in the real world. Or during the day when people should be working. Nobody does that. They actually mentioned that in one of the episodes where they joked and said, doesn't any of these people have jobs while looking around the coffee shop? Yeah, like nobody does that. So Friends is a very difficult show to reboot. It's extremely difficult. But you could do Seinfeld with just more, I guess, current situations. No, no, don't. Doesn't anybody in this coffee shop go to work? Doesn't anybody? Anybody. Yeah, any, it sense. should be don't any of these people. No, doesn't anybody in this coffee shop? Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't anybody, anybody yeah. in this coffee shop? Yeah, it's I'm, just it's just like the the saying um, for. Oh yeah, I you guess. know you know Sarah Lee cakes and Sarah Lee. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you know they're saying what's their slogan? Doesn't yeah. anyone in this coffee shop? Where it's nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee. Nobody. Nobody doesn't, doesn't like Sarah. Nobody doesn't. Yeah, like nobody okay. doesn't like Sarah Lee, and everybody thought it was nobody does it like Sarah Lee. But it's but the slogan. Oh, the slogan is nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee. I feel like that could have been worded better. Yeah, nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee. Can we do this one here because it's Father's Day this weekend? Okay. What from Brandon? What is the yeah. best advice your father has given to you? Oh, okay. God. My dad always taught me to make little goals for yourself so they're easy to get, uh, reach. <laughs> he also said never take a sick day never take a sick day my dad taught me that when I started working he's like you should never take a sick day unless you're dying wow oh, damn Jeez. Wow. greatest advice that my dad Vern the accountant has ever given to me yeah it would probably oh because yeah, I think he mentioned it in his speech at my wedding but be prudent with your financials <laughs> Prudent with your financials. <laughs> Such great advice. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you, you, your dad probably had some great advice, Roz. Yeah, but I don't know, man. Like, I, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, like a lot of little, maybe, pieces of advice, right? Not like one kind of standard overall, oh, here's how you should live your life. Did he life, give you right? any dating advice on like how to no, handle the ladies? No, no, there was nothing. There was, there was only just straight talk of be respectful and be careful. Yeah. And there was no sort of, no, my, my dad, like he had a lot of great life advice, uh-huh. but so many of the conversations that I remember having with my dad were either just heartfelt and frivolous, right? There was just sure. like us just sitting around bonding and having a good time together just to laugh. Because my dad was in Vietnam, right? Yeah. So my dad was like a Marine and he was, when he met my mom, he was fresh out of Vietnam and everything else. And then we were born. So growing up, he still had this sort of like mentality to him. Like he was hard. Yeah. Like my dad was a hard man. Um, but he was gentle and wonderful and loving and nonviolent and, and all that stuff. But every now and then when the time called for it he would just whip out these things these pieces of knowledge about things that he knew a lot about sure and oftentimes it had to do with like the proper way to punch somebody in the throat oh, or okay. you know what i mean sure. or, or like what snake tastes like oh my god you know, like that kind of stuff right like somebody really? yeah like he just so every now and then he would just throw out these things where you're like, oh God, like I remember I came in the house They're one like night. like just shocking, right? Yeah, I came in the house one night. My dad was taking apart a gun on the kitchen table. And I was like, what is that? He's like, it's a gun. I'm like, where did you get that? He goes, from somebody who shouldn't have had it. And I was like, <laughs> and I just... Oh my god! Right? Like I didn't expect I, this to go that way. I just, Whoa. you know what I mean. And, yeah. and then I just went and got, I went and got snacks, and I just went in the living room. 
right? Like, was he a very serious man? No, he was no. fun. My dad had the best laugh ever. Yeah. Nobody would ever. He was ever, just very like nonchalant about things, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's just, it, I don't know. Like there's just these weird little memories that uh, that I have of him and it's all stuff like that. So there's no like, <laughs> be a good dad and listen to, you know, there's none of this yeah. stuff, right? And because I never got to that point with him. Like I never, I never was sort of old enough to um, like, I never got to that point where I was old enough where he would give me those pieces of advice, sure. right? Like he would, he would do that because I was never talking about having a kid or any of that stuff yeah. uh, when he passed. So we never got to have you know those kinds of conversations. What does but snake taste on, like? <laughs> he says gross, but you have to do it. <laughs> uh, on the flip side <laughs> yeah. of you know your dad having all this knowledge of this like other stuff, yeah. my dad has knowledge, and I don't know where, he's just like the smartest guy I know. Like, we'll be watching a television show and something will happen somewhere. And out of nowhere, my dad will be like, did you know? Yeah. And then he'll give you like the history on something. That thing. Yeah. Or that place. Yeah. Right? Like, my sisters were telling me recently, they did like a family trip to Montreal. And they're like looking around at all these like wonderful things. And my dad out of nowhere said, oh, did you know? And yeah. then started saying this thing about like some famous person from Montreal. And then they get to where the statue is. And my sister's like reading the plaque on it. And she's like, oh my God, dad was like totally right about <laughs> all this stuff. Like he has like all this random interesting historic information. It's, it's at that point out. you start thinking your old man has been living a double life. Yeah, right? like that. How do yes. you know all this? Yes. Why do you know this? It's so weird. Yeah, it's so weird. I know. The other thing he'll do is uh, we'll ask like just out of nowhere, like, oh man, that's really interesting. I wonder, you know, how that came to be or whatever. Yeah. And like two or three days later, he'll come back because he's gone and researched it on the internet. Yeah. And he'll say, hey, you remember a couple of days ago, you were asking about like the history of, I don't know, baloney? Yeah. Yeah, dad. Well, as it turns out, and he'll go on like 30 minutes <laughs> explanation on the history of baloney. It's like, uh, I love you, dad, but like. Record that next time. Uh, you know what he should do? Totally your, dad, your old man should do a podcast. Oh my what god! He should do. And it, we will tack it onto the end of this. We'll we'll give him a good promo and everything else. Tell him to <laughs> tell him to put a podcast together. Did you know with Vern? <laughs> All right, that's how I gotta go. Okay, no problem. Uh, that is a wrap. Episode eighty-two of the Ronza Mocha Show podcast. You know what? Share this with all of your friends. And if you have not yet done so, wherever it is you do get the Ronza Mocha Show podcast from, leave a rating, leave a review. We would love you for it, and we will catch you on episode eighty-three of the Rosa Mocha Show podcast. All right, who's kissing my hair? Stop it. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10. Kiss92.5.com or download the Kiss92.5 app. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough.